Zack slings it. Tommy Cutlets has arrived. Fry Eagles cry. And a classic showdown in Western New York this weekend. Tell them, here we go. Next on Around the Couch. Welcome back to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out at DVRpodcast.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're independent podcasters up in here. Go over to patreon.com slash DVR. We appreciate everyone who listens. We hope you're enjoying the NFL season. I know we are. We're getting into the playoffs, baby. We're coming to you a little late this week on a Thursday. Currently, the Raiders are up 35 to nothing with three minutes and 44 seconds left in the second quarter. I don't know what the hell's happening at this game, but I do know that only Brett picked the Chargers. So looks like three of us got this game right, and one of them was not BTK. Speaking of BTK, he is here, Ando is here, and Heath Solo is here to take us through the night. What's up, Solo? Oh, you know what? I like that, taking us through the night. You know, I feel like we're getting our Goonies friends together and we're going to go find One-Eyed Willie or something. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to keep my One-Eyed Willie in my pants, baby. All right. Hey, hey, never dies. Yeah. <laughs> we just need the Fratellis. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Axel. Thank you. Uh, what a week it's been. Yeah, it is weird. We've done this, I think. You guys did this one other time on a Thursday, I think. And Axel kept getting distracted hosting because <laughs> he'd be like, oh, wait, whoa, oh, oh. whoa. But I won't do that because I don't have the game on. Uh, I got Tennessee and Miami on uh, from Monday night. So I'm going to watch that while we do the pod. But all right, let's start it off with our news. Give it to me, Axel. Extra, extra, late edition. Extra, extra, late edition. Hear all about it. Come on over. Get your paper here. Solo's going to report it for you. Are you from Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say Tennessee. I'm watching the game. I, so I added a little something extra there for you, man. You know, I like it. Thank you, buddy. All right. So let, let's just get, I know everyone's been talking about it all week, but we, we haven't talked about it on air. The whole, uh, Kellum's bills beat the chiefs 20 to 17. Of course, Kadarius, Tony lined up off sides, throw to Kelsey he laterals to Tony after he was pouting and ready to cry. And then he catches the ball, runs in the end zone. You think the Chiefs have the lead? Nope. They call the uh, the, the offsides, flag on the play. And, of course, Patty Mahomes and Andy Reid go off. I mean, even down to Patrick Mahomes's when he's handshaking Josh Allen, it's not like, hey, good game. He's like, man, that was the worst call ever. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Josh Allen's like, all right, great, great game. Take care. Uh, so let's talk about that, whether the game or just the call, some thoughts. Ando, give it to me hardcore, baby. I think Mahomes was ridiculous. I love Patrick Mahomes, but man, after seeing that display, first of all, a game never comes down. I mean, if you rely on one play and you're pissed off one play, there's more than that problems to, when you lose a game, always. Yep. And for for the Chiefs of all teams to complain about when he says the crap about the ref should never decide the game. Well, 
the refs kind of helped decide the Super Bowl that you won last year. The refs decided when they won the Vikings. When they won the Vikings game, there was a pass interference call this year that they picked up that was obvious pass interference. And then they even a Chiefs guy took his helmet off after that play on the field, and the referee went over and said, "Hey, put your helmet back on, or you're going to get penalized." I mean, you break the rules. The rules are there for a reason. The, the guy was offsides far enough that blind judge couldn't even see the ball. That should not be the referee's job to remind players how to follow the rules. These guys are professionals. That's I don't know. And the whole display with Mahomes blown up on the sidelines and all. I, dude, you're a professional. You gotta. Oh, I don't know. I've I lost a lot of respect for Mahomes after that. I get he's a competitive athlete, but that was I thought it was pretty juvenile. At least Reed, Andy Reed, the next day kind of walked back some of his criticisms a little bit. But I don't know. I was I was not I was not real excited about how that all went down. I don't know. What did you guys think? Um, I'll jump in and say that. Oh, I'm sorry, Brett. Do you want to talk? No, go ahead. Um, I, I was just going to say that the official call, I believe, was lining up in the neutral zone, and he was he was lined up on the other side of the field. That was ridiculous. There was a fun little meme going around where he was. They put him like all the way down the field in the secondary. Yeah, yeah. The secondary. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Everybody knows Tony's a fuck up. I'm sorry. The Giants dumped him after what was he? He was an early round draft pick. He was a first round pick, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. This guy, uh, unfortunately, has a history of shit like this. You know, with Patrick Mahomes, I love Patrick Mahomes too. I'm just going to say this then, Brett, you talk. Patrick Mahomes should be upset that they didn't get him somebody to fucking throw to over the offseason. And that's what he's upset about because. We just saw them lose another game because they dropped so, so many much money balls. <laughs> yeah, you should give yeah uh, defer yes. your salary, Patty, or something. You know what I mean? Or I mean, Kelsey looks. That was an amazing play, though. An amazing play. I kept watching that to see when did he actually see him, and you can see he catches the ball. He does a little move. He sees him. Then he does another move. Then he throws the ball. It was amazing, but no, that was just. He he let the moment get the better of him. He'll do better. I love Mahomes. I think they definitely practiced that a lot too. I don't I don't think Kelsey's gonna make a, a throw like that <clears throat> you know, without Reed's rat coming down upon him unless they practice that play. Um but basically, yeah, even Reed said something like they usually warn us first before that, like why the fuck did they need to warn you before a penalty is called? I mean, you should know better. It, it was ridiculous, like you guys were saying. It's it's it leans to the the idea that they they've lost two in a row now, and they're not invincible like they're used to being, and they were just frustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's it. They, they're frustrated because they lost, not because of that play. Yep. But it was very uncharacteristic and. You know, a little embarrassing to see both how Andy Reid and Mahomes acted in the press conference. Yeah, I agree, Brett. And and let me just give a little insight from playing football in the past that I have. So the whole thing about, oh, they should warn us. Okay, so first of all, Tony wasn't even looking at the ref. Now, you usually single the ref if you're going to be lining up on the line of scrimmage because you can't have so many people on the line. And you can't cover other receiver. There's there's so many rules. So you usually let them know. And then you can ask, hey, ref, am I good? Now, they don't have to say, oh, yeah, you're fine. But yeah. like in high school, 
and even in college, like I remember in high school, I, I, I did, I flanked out one time and I, and I checked with the ref and he goes, you're good. And I, I was like, cool, you know, but the ref's not supposed to be like, Hey, Kadarius, look at me, look at me, turn <laughs> to me, get back. You know, it's like, and for Mahomes to say, Oh, how could the refs, you know, make that call to determine a game? Well, how about like, like you guys said, how about you don't line off offsides? I mean, offsides is offsides. Holding is holding. You know, pass it a fit. You know, it's you, you're not going to it's not the NBA where they're not going to call a foul on the last shot of the game, which sometimes they do. Yeah. Uh, it's you not know, even so, a judgment call. It's like, no, a black it, and exactly. White. Yeah, it's black and white. His foot was covering the ball. If someone else was offsides or something else, the ref wouldn't have been able to see it. So. For them to cry with the amount of calls they've gotten, I, you like like you guys, I, I love Mahomes, but like that outburst just made me see him in a different light. Like I'm not writing him off. I'm not. I don't hate him forever. Like my dad's like done with him because my dad's <laughs> in his seventies and he's old school. Old, those old school guys, I, I've talked Forget to a few it. of them, and yeah. they are they have all said, "Did you see that stupid Mahomes?" I mean, they're done with Mahomes. That all that's all it took. Those all those old school guys for sure. I know. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I honest. I'm not gonna for one. They were like, waiting you know, for it, a reason. It bothered me. We all know that, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not gonna like. I mean, I didn't like the way he just looked like a crybaby, like Carlos Zambrano when he hit Jim Edmonds a couple times oh, in a game. Or barking at him. That's a good. That's a good callback. There, so <laughs> I don't. I thought Ando was probably the only one. Who, <laughs> I'm probably the only one watching that game in California, but that was years ago. But uh, but he was just like barking at him. Edmonds is like, what, what are you barking at me for? What did I do to you? Because Edmonds is just nonchalant. You know, he puts his head down, runs over. But it's just like, I think it, a lot of it too is frustration because things are tougher for the Chiefs this year and they're not going the way that they planned. And at the same time, what do you guys think real quick before we go on to the next topic? Mahomes' receivers are dropping the ball in crucial situations, and he has not called them out in the media. I don't know if he's talked to them behind closed doors or whatever, but he's been a good teammate. When is the point that a quarterback like Mahomes has got to, like, in the meet? Do you think he should in the media be like, my, my receivers got to play better? They got to catch those balls? Like, if he's like, well, that's one play, they dropped it, okay, you, you know, it's a whole game. Same thing with the penalty. What are some of your thoughts, guys, on how? Patrick Mahomes has handled it. I mean, I'm, he's a good teammate. I heard someone on ESPN say maybe he's too good of a teammate and he needs to hold these guys responsible. I I think, I mean, after watching him on that Netflix show, I'm, I am 100% sure that he is calling those guys out behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. I don't, th- right. yep. there is no doubt. I, I actually like the fact that he is not, he is not piling on those guys in the media because I really don't think that's going to help these guys. I mean, that that's, I'd, if I was him, I'd I'd be more calling out the GM or somebody else. I mean, the people that they traded Tyreek Hill and they all this. Other, I mean, they're the guys that gave him these wide receivers. Everybody knew what Tony was when they traded for him. It's not like they traded for Justin Jefferson and all of a sudden he drops ten plays, drops ten passes, and does stupid stuff like that. This is they knew what they were doing when they brought these receivers or MVS or these yeah. other guys. There's a reason why those guys are playing there because it's they're not they're not the players that he's had in the past. Yeah, and Kelsey, Brett, what do you think? Like, Kelsey is not the same. I mean, he's still better than most tight ends, but he is 34, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of tread on those tires. Mm-hmm. And he's Taylor Swift in it. Mm-hmm. He's doing some sham wow with the Swifty. Um, 
The Raiders that. breaking news. The Raiders have widened the lead. 42 to zip. Now, 41 to zip. Now. Holy shit. Oh, it's not geez. even halftime yet. Yep, 41, and they're kicking the extra point here shortly. This is Please a, tell me Devontae Adams uh, scored. Uh, it is a pass. I didn't it, see who caught it. Um, 17, number 17, Can I ask please? a question no. here? Tucker. No. Wait a second. Oh, is Aiden O'Connell still the quarterback, right? Oh my God, you said it right. You said it right. Why does yes. ESPN have a picture of Derek Carr on the on, on, on this game? Right now, this is like a well, it's just a little journalism fuck up. But they get back to what you were no, saying. No, they look similar. They look similar. I Wait, was saying it. Car is four, right? Yes. Yeah, so is O'Connell, yeah. and he looks like a heavier David Car, uh, Derek Carr. Oh, okay. No, I think so. Know. Maybe it is him. Well, maybe anyway, not. to know. answer your question, Solo, I'll say this: I don't think it's ever a good idea to go to the media. I think that if you can't solve it in the locker room, it's not going to be solved. Because anytime you go to the media, the only thing you're doing is giving people a story that they can then interpret in any which way they want, in any direction they want. So Mahomes is is doing a good thing. Like I said, I love the dude. They're having a tough season. Let's see what happened, though. Let's see what happens. Because if we rewind a year, fellas, we were talking about how we had no one to throw to. And then they won the fucking Super Bowl. So, yep. right on not to the Dolphins. And, oh, sorry, so. And on that, on that, on that <laughs> note, Axel. Honestly, on that note, that's the thing. I mean, we got you know a playoff section to talk about, but it seems like no one wants this one seed in the AFC. The Dolphins were home <laughs> on Monday night against a Titans team that you know is, is pretty much out of it, not mathematically, but they're they're not making the playoffs, and they blow a double digit lead in the fourth quarter, and our boy Will Levis. Was like four minutes game to go. Career. Yeah. That was so, crazy. Axel, what what was the pulse of the Foley household? Was Lachlan in tears? Was he beat uh, punching you? Like I punched Glenn during the games when I oh, watch it with. The, I mean, God. what? No. Well, well, the, I, I'll try to shorten this story. But we had a big Boy Scout meeting where Lachlan kind of got upgraded or whatever you call it. And they got, he got all these badges and we paid like a new badge or something. Yeah. We painted faces. It was great. And then I, then I quickly snuck him away to go to the Lego store, which Ando has seen the prizes that I procured there. So many delicious. Oh God. So many awesome pieces. Uh, I'm still actually sorting an it. Awesome piece. A lot of small stuff. <laughs> but um, anyway, what happened was we got home late and he had to go to bed. And I said, hey, we'll watch the game when you get home. He said, no, everyone's going to tell me what happens. I was like, look, dude, you have been up a lot lately. You got to go to bed. So he went to bed. I proceeded to turn off the Dolphins game with four minutes left after Raheem Mostert <laughs> scored his second touchdown. And I switched over to the Giants game because I was all into Tommy Cutlets. And I was like, wow, this game's so fun. I watched the Giants win. I'm thinking it's fun. I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning. I hit my iPod, making breakfast, listening to Ross Tucker. And he goes, Will Levis, what an amazing win. I go, what the fuck? I go, what is he talking about? Wait, Will <laughs> what is he talking about? And then I just, I go, oh my God. I go back, I'd sit down without even making breakfast to watch the end of the game. And what a, fu- that was an amazing, that was just bam, bam, bam. I mean, Levis is something else, man. He's had his up and downs this season, but that was something. And the Dolphins defense, I think it's when they left, what, what's the, what was the kid's name? Jalen Phillips? That, they lost yeah. two weeks ago. He was the heart of that defense yeah. and they haven't played the same since. And 
I just hope that this is how they play uh, when they when they face the Jets this weekend, and then it'll be a happy. And then against the Cowboys so. the next week. Yeah, there you yeah, go, baby. Yeah, exactly. So that's my story. Lachlan came home and he said, "Yeah, I heard they lost." And I said, <laughs> "Do you want to watch the game?" And he goes, "No, I'm going to go play Madden." So all right, good, good job, Lachlan. That's my story. Don't. don't He's got a whole life to get upset over the Dolphins losing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Look right. at the stress we go through. He Let him enjoy okay. his boyhood. Yep. Um, all right. Next on the list, Justin Herbert out for the year. And, of course, Easton Stick making his first NFL start. I'll throw it to you, Brett, since you're the only person in the room that thought Easton Stick was going to win tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll poise this. Poise, I'll put up this question. Wait a second. You, they took a touchdown away. I'm sorry to interrupt oh, you. No, yeah. it's all right. You do it every week. It's fine. Oh, God. It's true, though. So did, so they take it away? So no, at, regardless. Gave, so, gave it no, it's 42 nothing at halftime. Okay. Sorry. All right. Re- Axel, what are you doing? You're playing too many Legos. Um, <laughs> Aiden O'Connell has eight. four touchdown passes. <laughs> Jesus. He's got, he's got his Derek Carr, Aiden O'Connell Legos. He's oh, putting yes. uh, so, Brett, with, with, are the Chargers going to fire Staley tomorrow morning? <laughs> Did we lose Brett? Hello? Oh, did we lose Brett? Brett, you there? You're muted, Brett. Oh, Brett's muted. Oh. Well. Is he, he muted on his own? I don't know, but yeah, he can't he, hear I us. see the little red, the little red X. Yeah, I could, yeah but he would have hurt us by now. Unmute. He would have hurt us by All right. now, yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what's going on with Brett. Uh, and, oh, uh, what, what a disappointment the Chargers are, Justin Herbert, I'm glad Kellen Moore, everyone can see how bad Kellen Moore is as an <laughs> offensive coordinator. Uh, and uh, just any any Charger thoughts? Will Riley get fired tomorrow? <laughs> well, Staley, I mean. Oh, Staley, I we've mean. Thought, Mike Riley we've, already got fired from the We Chargers thought he should have been ago. canned a while ago. But, I mean, tonight tonight's a, I mean, no Herbert, no uh, Keenan Allen's also out. I mean, but yeah. still 42. And Staley's reputation as a defensive coach. And you're giving up 42 points to the Raiders? Yeah, that's pretty bad. When the yeah. Vikings shut them down last week, three to nothing. Yeah, yeah it's kept my pool alive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm amazed he's still there, but maybe the maybe they want to keep him till the end of the season. I mean, I don't know why it would, would do any good, but I mean, whoever comes in there right now without Herbert's going to Easton Stick isn't exactly a, a guy that's going to win a lot of games. Sticking it to the Raiders, boom, yeah. boom. I mean, oh, God, I didn't even know this. North Dakota State quarterback. I mean, yeah, he was probably the one North Dakota, North Dakota State quarterback that I didn't like. I knew he was mm-hmm. from there, but like, you know, Carson Wentz was highly regarded. I guess Trey Lance, even though he didn't play much, but yeah, he's had from that there, factory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's from that factory. Um, you know, I, I, I was really surprised that so many people were down on uh, Justin Herbert. Look, I'm using people's proper names tonight. Um, a lot of what people have been blatant. I don't know, dude. It's crazy town. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people have been coming down on the kid, and I think he's great. I don't get it. I think he's great. I think they have terrible coaching, and they the whole staff needs to be fired. Maybe the general manager too, and they need to do something better with this fucking team because this. I would I would kill to have him as the Jets quarterback. Maybe not you know, now regard- that you know Zach Wilson's the That's best. Not saying much. Well, Zach regarding Wilson's the AFC the best. You know, regarding Herbert, I got a question for you guys because I think I know why so many people are down on him. I mean, 
when I don't remember what the exact stat was, but I saw something when this game started at night that said uh, since he entered the league, Zach Herbert has let it leads the league in quarterback losses. And that, a lot of that's the same criticism that Cousins have had for years and years and years. How much do you put a loss on a quarterback like that? I mean, I to me, in this case, it's definitely bad coaching and other things. But, like, to me, like, quarterback wins in a lot of times seems a lot like, like baseball pitchers and wins, where I think that stat yeah. can be overrated. It's still important, Agreed. but I think it's very overrated. I agree, Andy. I totally agree. I totally agree. Does anyone remember that Peyton Manning sucked his first couple seasons? Like, people, it, it can it, you can have... You, you're on a bad team. That's why you're there. That's why you got to that. You're a low pick, right? And they, yeah, they, they I just haven't I done think anything Axel, for this kid. Yeah. Well, what's his? Is this his fourth or fifth year now? Was it fourth yeah, it's year? Got to be. Got to be close to that. Yeah. I, that's, I will check that's, while you're talking. That's yeah. That's yeah, usually the time where stuff's no. But but what I'm saying is, Axel, is that there were so many expectations that have been put on the Chargers the last couple of seasons. Last year, people were thinking, thinking the division. This year, they're like, oh, they can make the playoffs. People were picking them to go to the Super Bowl last year. You know, like that's part of the problem. Now, you can't put it all on him because the defense is bad. The uh, You know, every receiver keeps getting hurt for him. Yes, I mean, as a young quarterback, on. you need those healthy receivers and, and people around you. But I, I think it comes down to the damn coaching, really, yeah, because he has the tools. He showed it early on. I think, um, Ando, what was the coach that the Chargers got rid of for Staley? Was it Vance oh. Joseph? Not Vance Joseph. I don't remember who it was. I forget his name, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't a bad coach. They were doing better with him. Um mm-hmm. Can't remember his name because I remember he was on the Hard Knocks. I think it is the, the Chargers, duel. or it is his fourth season. Fourth uh, season. Fourth season. Uh, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. I, I mean, they, you know, in that one year that where they lost, they remember the that they were playing the Raiders in the last game, and the the tie would have brought them both to the playoffs, but the Raiders end up beating them. I mean, he was he had a couple of like fourth and seventeens he completed. I mean, he put the team on his shoulders. And so, you know, I, I know he's not like the greatest fantasy quarterback, Herbert, but like you got to look at it as a whole. He he is a franchise quarterback. He just the, the, the organization's a mess. The coaching, the everything, it's a mess. So, Agree. you know, and, they, and and honestly, there's been a lot of freaking injuries on that team. Um, Axel, uh, your boy, Joe Flacco, has been named the Browns starter for the rest of the year. Did you see this coming? Hell, three weeks ago, did you see this coming? Three years ago, did you see this coming? Oh, <laughs> Joe Flacco, that's my man. You can whoa, whoa, hold on a second. I got a little something coming through the thing that only the people listening can hear. What was going on out there? <laughs> so, sorry, something came you know, up Brett, on my, something came up on my browser that the the, Brett, the folks Brett can't get a mic on. Yeah, where's um, Brett? Let's check in with Brett. Brett, are you there? Are you no, there, no Brett? Mic is showing. No, no I mic think, is showing. No, nah, I don't think the Brett's mic's there. not even showing. We love. Oh, there it's showing. Brett. No, Brett, just not Brett. when you come on, Brett, if you can yeah. hear us, just talk. Yeah, just talk. Just, just be say, like, I'm, I'm here. here. Just interrupt. I'm me. here. Just say Jamal Anderson is here doing the Dirty Bird. Hey, you know All what, right, Solo? So- <laughs> Sometimes it just takes an old guy who can't really move to sit there and read a defense and play. I mean, hey. I call him Joe Flaccid, but then he had some good games. Remember against the Browns, uh, um, against the Browns, actually, with the Jets. 
But uh, I don't know. Hey, the Brown, how do the how have the Browns been doing this all year? Right? They've gone through what is this? Their fourth quarterback. Yep. And, yeah, quarterback. They, they've they're yeah. the first team since the Texans did this one year where four quarterbacks have gotten a win. Crazy. In a single season. It's been done like twelve times or something. Crazy. And, and uh, since the uh, yeah. the merger, I guess. If uh, um, if the Vikings get a win this week, the Vikings will have four quarterbacks with a win this year. Oh wow! Yeah, technically, uh, Jaron Hall, Jackie even though McCall. he got hurt, he got that win because he started the game. Yeah, man. I That's mean, right. look, they're eight and five. That's you know they're only two games behind the Ravens, and just looking at the what are they? They're in good position for the wild card. Gojo Flacco. They got a great old line. And they got a great old run. defense too. Not much from Watson. Chubb out the whole year. I mean, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That is very impressive. So good coaching. Hey, hey, maybe hey, good coaching. Stefanski. Who knows? Um, so we got so Axel. You know, we'll talk about the Jets at some point. Uh, but looks like uh, C.J. Stroud concussion may not play. Mm. So what? We're gonna have our fifty-six starter as Easton Stick was the. 55th different quarterback starter this year. Yeah. Uh, we'll start for the Texans. Uh, could this kill their playoff chances if Stroud's out for an extended? I mean, he might only be out a week, but they really needed to beat the Jets this last week. They couldn't do it. They got demolished. And now, you know, they're playing for their football lives. And Davis Mills, the third, um, is coming in. Ando, what do you think, buddy? Texans I'm playoffs. back, baby. He's back. There we go. Guess I'm who's sorry, back? Guys. BTK is. It's all right. Ahead, it's back. You're a little low. You're a little low, Brett. A little low? Okay. Get low, get low. Yeah. We'd like to hear you, though. What do you think about them Texans there, Ando? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. I Yeah, it's okay. Boy, Davis Mills, we've seen that before. But, you know, the one thing with it, they don't – the last four games, Titans, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Indianapolis – so they've got Tennessee twice, and they've got Indianapolis. So I mean, Cleveland will be a tough one, but nine wins will probably get in in the AFC, won't it? They might still make the playoffs, especially if I mean, they come back after a week. And right now, they're only a game out of the division, still, right? Seven and yeah. six. Yeah, yeah. I don't and, think uh, it's Jags are eight and five. They may have the tiebreaker. Uh, did, did they, did they split? They split, I believe. Uh, okay, they, they beat them the first time, and then. When I pick the Jags to beat them, they beat them. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing with the Cowboys is even if the Cowboys went out and the Eagles went out because they play the Giants twice and they'll have they actually will have the same they would have the same division record, but the Eagles would have a better conference record. So that's the third tiebreaker. So man, that loss to Arizona in Week Three is coming back to haunt us. Um. So move. But on, since we got Brett back, Brett, how are you? I'm better. Hopefully, I'll okay. remain connected this time. Hey, <laughs> eh, Stereo MC is there, connected. Good song in the 90s. Um, great song. So, so, a little louder now. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go, Brett. That sounds just cool. a little bit louder. When you now, said black and shout. white before, I almost started singing the Michael Jackson. You know, it doesn't matter he's if black, you're black or white. He is white. <laughs> okay. That's classic. I, I just I just did a freaking like medley. Um, so Danny DeVito <laughs> is now Tommy Cutlets. <laughs> Him and his freaking agent with the with the freaking funky Italian hat. <laughs> that and, agent. Oh my God. Oh. 
Oh my God, it's freaking Solo, it's can like I ask spider. you, before you ask Brett, let me ask you as our resident Italiano, how do you feel oh, about this? Do you feel that this is a little verging a little bit on mockery or do you feel you just, hey, it's fun, go with it? You know, fun, go with it. I mean, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's It's all good, right? I mean, if, I mean, everyone in such an uptight, society where everything you say can and will be used against you in the court of public opinion. Um, it's, you know what, have fun with it, guys. We, we got so much crap going on. Let's go with it. You get, to, you know, skinny Tony Soprano as his agent or whatever, or, you know, it, it's, he's DeVito, Tommy Cutlets lives with his mom. It's great. Freaking it's fun. Good. Um, it's like Lynn sanity though. Like when, when Jeremy Lynn went off and with the, the Knicks, I mean, it's like, it, is. it just shows it you, is. it yep. just shows you if, if a, a little stretch of winning in New York can just blow up. He was on both pages of the New York post. That's how crazy. And this team's five and eight. Okay? I, 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 <laughs> I, I love the kid, man. I saw the interview after. And I Syracuse uh, we, boy, I'm claiming him yeah, again. I know he transferred to Illinois, but he I watched him. I, I watched him at Syracuse. I'm claiming him back. Uh, so Brett, I want to I want to get Brett. I want to hear Brett's voice. Um, so Brett, one thing that brought it up the whole Devito thing, and the, you know, of course, the Giants have Daniel Jones, who they just signed to a big contract. He's hurt. It seems like I mean, with f- soon to be 56 plus different quarterbacks starting in the NFL. This is a chance, especially with Gardner Minshew and some of these. This is. Do you think this is a good chance for these backups? They could make some money next year if they go on a run. If a Jake Browning goes on a run, gets Bengals to the playoffs, Minshew. What? It, what is kind of like? I know it's been so negative because the play's down and we don't know who the hell's going to be a quarterback for a certain team every week. But what? What? Let's spin it positive, Brett. Uh, I mean, could this be a good or, or negative? Could this be a good thing for the NFL or a bad thing? Oh, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing for the NFL, but it makes a lot of sense to get. I mean, you're going to need two quarterbacks, it seems like, that you trust. Right. So if there's a guy out there um, like Tommy Cutlets, and uh, you're not going to pay him starter money, but maybe you pay him a little more than second string money, you know, to to bring him in. Um, It's just the problem is there's just not – 32 or especially 64 quality quarterbacks right. to, to spread around. But no, nah, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these backups make some money. Yeah. Cause you know, it, it, why I think it, it's, it's a good thing for the player, but a bad thing is because people are going to be so desperate that they're like, well, Gardner Mitchell, you know, he went nine five or whatever as a starter or look at Browning, what he did. And remember, cause you remember some bad contracts, um, I remember Scott Mitchell with the Lions, and he'll probably definitely remember Scott Mitchell where oh, yeah. he was with Miami, and then I was a big fan money. of his because it, it made the Vikings games much easier when he played. <laughs> uh, what was the guy? Was his name Lafleur? I forget his name, but was the one that Seattle signed from LSU, the quarterback, and then Russell Wilson beat him out? Um, oh, who was that? Was, it, was that? I think it was Laf. Was it? I want to say it was a. God, I almost want to say Matt LaFleur, but I know it's not his name. Um, I can't remember. Something like that. I don't think it's Matt LaFleur. It can't be. If it is, then that's weird. But it was, It was. yeah, he, he because I remember, on, I think it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, 
Aaron Rodgers was out. And of course, he started for the Packers and beat the Cowboys that came from behind and beat them. Ruined my holiday. Um, I think it was LaFleur. I want to say it was LaFleur. I got to fucking look that up. Uh, anyway, uh, any any thoughts, guys, on backups and what? I mean, this, this has got to be, Ando, this is the most in a year, right? That we've had all these starters. This is the most ridiculous yep. and- year, correct? And like you said, though, and there'll be two more, at least two more with assuming Mills starts over Stroud. And like I said, um, uh, what's his name? Mullins is going to start for the Vikings. So that's at least two more new ones this year. I, I think the backups are going to make, they might, they might not make huge money, but they're going to get, if nothing else, it is shown you at least need to have a backup that can at least come in and play a game or two. I mean, because a few of these teams have got guys that can't even do that. So I don't know if, Maybe having two backup quarterbacks can equal one starting quarterback. I don't know. They're going to make money. Matt I, Flynn I, was his name. Matt Flynn. Oh yeah, Flynn. Yeah, he he got a three-year, nineteen million dollar deal. Yeah, because he was the backup um, at Green in Bay. Twenty twelve. In twenty twelve, that's who I mm-hmm. Matt, not Matt Lafleur. Um, sorry, sorry, Endo. I just no, got yeah, excited because I, I actually did sure. research for myself for once. <laughs> For, for sure that they're going to, I mean, for sure those guys are going to get contracts. I mean, Dobbs is a free agent. Dobbs has proven he's a backup quarterback at this point, but he's going to get a decent contract from somebody just because of that two, three-game stretch he had. Yeah. That's like, I mean, when Cooper Rush came in, went 4-1 and one with the Cowboys, the Cowboys gave him a decent, I think they gave him like a two-year, $6 million deal or whatever. A lot of people thought on the open market he would have gotten more to start somewhere, but he didn't. He chose to stay. Had it been this year, maybe he would have got a chance to start somewhere. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And with the draft class and everything, and 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 people getting healthy like Kirk Cousins, etc. Uh, Aaron, so I forget his last name. Aaron, Ro- I don't remember who he Aaron is. Aaron Royce, Aaron Royce, <laughs> uh, Aaron Firestone. I don't know. Oh, that's Aaron Lafleur. Oh, Aaron Lafleur. <laughs> don't no, don't forget the doctor part. Doctor Aaron. Doctor Aaron, yeah, uh, Folo, any any uh, any thoughts on this backup quarter? I know you say bring anybody to the Jets now, but <laughs> um, I mean Zach Wilson is our backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe bring in a new backup quarterback next year for Aaron Rodgers. Oh yes, without a doubt. I don't care. You know, hey, I I'm happy. I'm um with what Zach did last weekend and hopefully he'll continue having fun, but it's time for him to go. We got to bring in somebody, somebody else. Yeah. Change of scenery might be really yeah. good for him. Definitely. Kansas city, baby, go back up Mahomes. There you oh, go. God. I want to, I was attempting to kick an onside kick, but I want to relate it more to when Axel talks about the jets and this weekend, so let's g- jump ahead, mm-hmm. Axel. Uh, your Jets upset the Texans. Skip ahead. Your Jets upset the Texans thirty to six, and uh, Zach Wilson slung it. And yep. Uh, yep. what what are some of your thoughts on this past weekend's game of your team, the uh, New York Football Jets? AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Zach Wilson. The best half he had as a Jet. Because the first half, it was 0-0. They both sucked. Um, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> things just started clicking. He just started tossing it, and things started clicking. Hey, Zach Wilson has a lot of natural talent and physical ability. It's always been his head that gets in the way. 
And um, I think that he just kind of was playing and not thinking. It was a lot of fun to watch. I'm looking forward to this weekend's game. Do I think we're going to make the playoffs now or anything crazy? Nah, I don't think so. He'll probably come kind of crashing back down to earth. Um, They're still talking about Aaron Rodgers somehow playing now. Just finish out the season with Zachy Boy. Maybe he'll throw some good balls to Garrett Wilson. That was fun to watch. Getting uh, Ruckert involved. Getting P- It was good. Gibson. I liked it. it was Devontae a- Adams touchdown, 48-0. Hey! Damn. Hey, Devontae. Thank you, Ando. You're wow. welcome. Uh, you know, Ando always bringing me good news during Jets talk. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say, man. That's all I have to say. It was fun. I know Manny's listening, and he probably feels the same. It was just a good day to watch the Jets, feel good about it. But the first half was terrible. So we're really only talking about a right. second half of the game. Uh, and the defense was swarming. Still, the Jets D continues to keep them in the game until something like this can happen and the offense can open up. So all kudos to the defense. Right. All right. So this is for you and Manny. I'm going to kick an onside kick here, and I, I'm going to uh, basically explain to you, oh. as a j- longtime Jet fan, how you're going to be able to cope. I call it the five simple ru- rules to survive being a Jets fan. Oh, wow. Axel, yeah, I got a whole thing for you here, <laughs> Axel. I prepared Holy it. Cow. Last week, we, we were talking, and you are just you were down on the Jets, and I you're was. like, man, you know, I love football so much, but this is just a little much. And you're like, I, I'm almost ready to give up on the Jets and just go to a new team. So I got some solutions for you. All right. So here we go. Here we go. We're going to call it the here, here we, we go, go segment. Okay. Number one, remember the past. Now, the past may not be great, but whenever you're feeling down about the Jets, remember the good times. Remember when you were in high school and you used to go to the games. Remember, you know, a great game, Ken O'Brien. You know, think, get a copy yeah. of that Super Bowl three. Watch it over and over. Get a Chad Pennington playoff game that you guys won. You know, and, and just, you know, remember those good times and stick with it. Number two, don't get excited. Don't get too excited with changes. You really, mm. the Aaron Rodgers signing was so big. And all the talk was Super Bowl or bust and all this stuff. And you were on the highest of high horses, which as a Jet fan, you have you as a Jet fan, you tend to grab on those and really go. But it's like doing cocaine, man. You're always chasing that first big high. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you got too much, too excited. And then it came crashing down. Too and much it's cocaine. Like, too much cocaine. So just remember that. Temper expectations. Number three, this is what I did in the early 2000s. The Dallas Cowboys sucked under Dave Campo. I think we were 5-11 and 11 for like 6-10 I mean, for like three straight years. We traded for Joey Galloway. He gets injured in 2000 in the first game. We traded two first-round picks. We drafted Quincy Carter in the second round. It was a freaking nightmare. But what I did was I gravitated to other players. So, like, I was a big Michael Vick fan. So I was kind of rooting for the Falcons a little bit, watching Vick. And I kind of put my heart in other places a little bit for the time being. And I think, like you, 
your Texans kind of been that team. You love CJ Stroud. So lock on to some players so you can enjoy, you know, and distract you from being a Jets fan. Number four, don't worry about the future. This organization is a mess. You, you, you just, you just can't worry about the future. You got to live in the present and surround yourself and not worry so much. Oh God, in five years, if we don't win a Super Bowl, that's going to be, you know, 50 years since we won us or 60 years since we won us. Don't worry about the future. Just, just try not to think about it, but you can get excited about young players. Like you have Garrett Wilson, Mm -hmm. Brees Hall. Mm -hmm. So that kind of future is a good thing to hold on to. Hey, we got some young guys for the future, but don't worry about winning in the future. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. And number five, like you do already, enjoy the league. Just enjoy the league, you know, and and that goes back to rooting for players, rooting for other teams, doing the pod with us. Just enjoy the league and be like, hey, when the Jets do win, I'll be here. But I'm not going to freaking ruin myself because the Jets aren't winning. I am just going to enjoy the league. And if they do win, then that's a bonus. And it could go for Vikings fans and Falcons fans as well. It's, it, it, it could be used for any fan base. So that's my five simple rules of surviving being a Jets fan. I hope you enjoyed it. I th- that 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 was quite touching solo. Quite t- I think I, <laughs> I, I actually when you started I was like, "All right, man, what's go what what's he going to say here?" And then as you went on, I was like, "These are actual like therapeutic coping methods that I use." And by the way, the Chargers just scored a beautiful touchdown from yeah. stick oh, to palm. Houston stick. It was like 80 Houston yards. Stick. Yeah, 70, 80 yards, something like that. Yeah, that was Ooh. nice. We got a game. That was wonderful, Solo. I'm, I'm in on all of those things. And the last one especially, uh-huh. which is being a Jet fan. I think when you are a fan in any you sport. Do, you do a lot of this stuff already. Yeah. I just wanted to put it out there in the ether. Maybe Manny hasn't heard me speak about it, you know, so. No, but I think in any sport, when your team isn't winning, you do those things. And the most, the thing you do the most is you just realize how much you like it in general. And that's why I like doing a podcast like this and everything, you know, gets me into it. We'll see what happens. And I just try to enjoy the games. We'll see. Hey, man, Zach Wilson, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. All right. <laughs> Super Bowl bound. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to continue. And I have another onside kick topic, but I'm going to hold off on it right now. Let's go to Brett. He had a tough weekend. The Falcons, tough loss versus the Buccaneers, 29-25. It always seems like the Falcons have these weird scores in their games. It just seems like it's not yeah. 21-14. It's Brett taking away, buddy. I'm glad you said that, Solo, because the Atlanta Falcons play the exact same game every fucking week. It's so predictable. They're, it's going to be down to the fourth quarter. It's going to be a two- or three-point game. The Falcons are going to be negative two or negative three in turnover margin, and maybe they win or maybe they lose. But just like every, and, and they're going to play a crappy quarterback, and it's going to be a tight game. I swear, it's every single week. I even jotted down some scores from the fourth quarters of their games this year. So, so here's a sample: twenty-four to twenty-two, nineteen to eighteen, thirteen to thirteen, twenty-one to twenty-one. 23 to 22, 14 to 12, 13 to 8, 19 to 17, 19 to 18. So that, that's that's the game they play every week. Jesus. And they're playing and they're 
and they're playing against studs such as Baker Mayfield, Tim Boyle, Derek Carr, Josh Dobbs, Will Levis, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield again. So this is not a very good team. And uh, it's just disappointing that Ritter had yet another interception deep in his, in his own territory that was basically a pick six. Uh, the guy stepped out of bounds at the eight-yard line, but it didn't matter. They punched it in. And then he fumbled the ball in the goal line, which turned into a safety. So there's nine points right there. And you end up losing by four. You also, you also have my boy, Cuckoo Kachu, who before the game was the, uh, I don't know, what the, the highest percentage uh, field goal kicker in NFL history for any kicker that's had like 100 attempts or something. And he missed two field goals in the game. So there's another six points we left on the field. So I, don't, I would say it's frustrating, but it's almost like it just hits the expectation. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of numb to watch this team right now. Um, they had a chance to have, have a stranglehold on the division if they had won the game because they would have had the tiebreaker over the Buccaneers and they would have had a game lead over the Saints and the Bucks, or two game lead over the Buccaneers, but tiebreakers over both teams with like four games left. So they would have been in a great position to win the division if they had won. They let it slip away, and now they're tied for first, but they don't have the tiebreaker against the Buccaneers anymore. Both teams went out. And, you know, their schedule looks easy. They had the Colts at home, but they had the Bears on the road, the Saints on the road, and the Panthers on the road coming up this week. Um, and, you know, they could go 4-0. They could go 0-4. Nothing nothing would surprise me with this team. So, uh, I don't know. Th- those are my thoughts. Some great thoughts, Brett. I, f- I feel your pain. Uh, <laughs> I-, I actually do. I feel it right now in my... Uh, Lower cockle region, or as Dennis Leary said, <laughs> maybe the cockles. I forget what he said. A- anyway, I'm just a regular Joe. Uh, guys, do we have any um, Falcon support for our good friend BTK going through this pain? It's, you know, it's there's such a weird team to watch too. I don't, I feel for you because it's not, it's not, they're not terrible. You're, you're, it's in that same. I mean, the Vikings are getting very close to that same area of this kind of purgatory of not good enough to really win and not bad enough to be the the worst of the worst. So they're, I don't. They're not very well coached, and they they have a turnover issue. So without the turnovers, you know, if they weren't negative in the, on the ratio every week, mm-hmm. they definitely would have a better record, even with the bad coaching. Or if they had decent coaching. They would have. It's like either or. They should be better, but I don't well, know if these time, things are fixable. A lot of that stuff goes together too. I mean, you can argue bad coaching leads to sloppy play and more turnovers yes. and everything else. So I'm, I'm guessing it's hand in hand there. That's that's. A good... But it looks like um, <clears throat> Mr. Smith is going to get. Uh, another year at least is what the report is, oh. unless we absolutely collapse down the stretch. Um, oh. Some some insiders already reported Arthur Smith is going to be the coach next year. 
Even if, right. like, oh. even if, say, like the Panthers win by 20 this weekend, would he still not fire him? I mean, you never know, but it's – I'm just not <laughs> – You know what, Brett's luck? Brett's luck, he'll get fired, and then they'll hire Brandon Staley. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No, oh, I'm well, sorry, Brett. I, I, you know, with Arthur Blank and his loyalty, they could lose like the next three. But if they win that last meaningless game against the Saints by one point, this be uh-huh. Arthur Blank will be like, "Hey, we got the momentum. Let's bring him yeah. back. Let's do this." <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, brother. Well, since Andy's groaning and moaning, <laughs> let's go to your wonderful matchup. You beat the Las Vegas Raiders, who look like the best offense in football tonight on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> but uh, they defeated the Las Vegas Raiders three to nothing. The Vikings did, and of course, I picked the Vikings. I switched the pick from the Falcons to the Vikings and Brett's stupid pool. Which, as of right now, I, I I'm gonna I may remove the stupid pool thing because I'm coming. Say, you're I'm doing coming. pretty well, solo. I don't I don't think I you can. You know what I did? You're doing very I, well, I, dude. I laid down the law. I said, you know what? Enough of this crap. I'm going to look at, I'm going to research. I'm not going to just make picks and just, you know, real quick, which I always do. I did that with the stupid bowl pool last year. I just you know, actually <laughs> was doing all right till the end, but I kind of just went with my gut. Now I did a little research. And, and, and so I said, I'm going to, I'm committed to Brett's pool. Oh, I said it. Brett's pool, not Brett's yes. stupid pool. I love this pool. It's great. <laughs> Brett's pool. Brett's pool. Pool. You moved up to fourth place right now. And, yeah, I've been. Uh, yeah, you're doing really well. Uh, well, we'll see this week. So, Ando, Vikings. What looks a like game. Dobbs has he was. <laughs> what a game! Asshole. One of the most exciting offensive eruptions in NFL history. You mean the uh, the lowest scoring indoor game in NFL history? You mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I felt like it was a game from 1971. It's it, yeah, it's the first three to nothing game since 2007, and that game was Pittsburgh Miami, and it was basically in a monsoon, and there was mud flying everywhere, and yeah, it, it was it was oh man. I mean, after the game, this is how bad it was. Dobbs got pulled. Mullins actually moved the ball a little bit when he got brought in, and that's how they got their th- their three points. The Vikings had a chance to actually cover the spread with like three minutes to go and kick a short field goal or like a forty yarder. Instead of doing that, they had a they had Greg Joseph, the kicker, do a little pooch punt into the end zone <laughs> because that's how bad that's how bad the Raiders' offense was playing. The end zone. Yeah, it, well, it, I mean, it, they, and I shouldn't say it didn't go to the end zone, but it, it, I think it did bounce in and end up being a touchback instead of he was supposed to angle it. All You could tell he hadn't done a lot of punting. He was supposed to angle it into the corner and didn't do it. But instead of taking a 6 nothing lead, they decided it was more, <laughs> more important to just punt the thing away, and uh, it, was, it was ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly. I mean, a blocked field goal, they had a better chance of blocking the field goal than driving like 75 yards. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. The uh, the the one good thing there was actually some good things though the Viking uh, shutout for the Vikings the defense easy for- find young cannibals good thing yeah exactly I like the music good references thing. tonight solo hey the, I'm, I'm, I got them all the Vikings defense has slowly turned into one of the better units in the league they've only allowed one touchdown in the last three games last twelve quarters I mean it's the Raiders Bears and Broncos it's not powerhouse offenses but it's still NFL offenses and not giving up anything the uh, they had a uh, an undrafted free agent was NFC Player of the Week. 
this week. Ivan Pace uh, had an interception, a sack, 13 tackles. Came out of nowhere. Brian, Brian Flores has been a godsend to this team. They actually lost players from last year's defense. They only added rookies and free agents, or like undrafted mm. free agent type scrap heap guys. And he has turned them into a top 10 defense from a defense that had been the worst defense in the league two years in a row. So, I mean, maybe the Vikings can still keep this up somehow with smoke and mirrors with an actual seems to be a good defense now and an offense that who the hell knows. I mean, Josh Dobbs almost got Justin Jefferson killed with the, just a terrible, terrible pass. Oh, uh, Remember, we were talking about that. We were oh. texting each other. I saw that, Ando, and I'm like, see, that's how you get benched. He hung that's him up to dry. I mean, he it did. was That bad. was bad. Oof. And it was and bad enough that Dobbs is all the way to third string now. He's he not only just benched, yeah. he got moved past uh, uh, Mullins is starting and Jaron Hall is now the backup. So it, it was it, it could have been a lot worse. Jefferson was at the hospital for a while. He he said he's he thinks he's going to play on Saturday, so we'll see. But I don't know. It's I can't quite figure this team out. I thought I I mean early in the season the offense was good, and now the offense is so banged up. They're out. Uh, Madison, their running back, isn't playing this week, and their right tackle, Brian O'Neill, is also out. So they might have a hard time. We'll talk about that game later. But with the way the defense is playing, they might be able to keep themselves in games. And who the hell knows? I mean, I don't think they can shut down the high-powered offenses, but they could maybe win a game in the playoffs if they get there with the defense. I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic with this team, even after the 3 to nothing awful, awful offensive performance. The defense did play great, so we'll see. Axel, you got any Vikings thoughts before we move on? Well, you know what? They're two games behind the Lions. They actually do control their own destiny. They can win the Central of the North if they win out. Because they play the Lions twice, don't they? Lions twice, yep. Let's see what happens, baby. (laughs) Hey, you never know. I think, Axel, you might have brought this up to me at some point. Oh, um, so I, it's, it's a question for that act, an Axel inspired question mm-hmm. uh, that's to Brett and Ando. Oh. So I have a little something for you guys. So we were talking about Justin Fields and the Bears and, you know, they have Carolina's pick, their own pick. And it's like, are, you know, and there's so much talk. Are the Bears going to trade Fields or keep them? And then I think believe Axel said, well, I've been hearing he might go to Atlanta. And then I started thinking, well, if Kirk Cousins doesn't come back to Minnesota, would Ando want him in Minnesota? But I don't think Chicago would trade him in the division. Uh, so I'll hit Brett first. Would you want Justin Fields as your quarterback for Atlanta next year? I don't think so. That's my initial reaction. I mean, I think he would be better probably than Desmond Ritter. Um, there would be a lot of excitement, I think, We'd sell some tickets. He's a Georgia boy. He's from right down the street. Um, so it would be kind of exciting. But as far as a long-term answer at quarterback, I'm not. I'm not super optimistic. I think I'd rather see them draft somebody in the first round in a quarterback-heavy draft. Yeah. Plus, you would have to probably give them a big contract and be stuck with them. So that's another big yeah. thing. Even if you could trade for, depending on what you have to give up, something to trade for him as well. Right, um, right. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I would rather them not do that. But uh, it, if they did it, you know, I would be, I would be all jacked up because he, he, he is an exciting player. He's got a lot of potential, and or at least he, he used to, you know, growing up in this area. Mm-hmm. 
well. And if they got the right coach to 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 utilize them, that would be even yeah. better. Uh, uh, exactly. Ando, yeah. Ando, um, what are your thoughts? Do you want Cousins back? Do you want to then the Vikings to draft a quarterback? Would you, you know, if Chicago said, sure, we'll trade him to you, would you, as a Vikings fan, want him on your team? Well, I have I have mixed thoughts. I mean, the Vikings last year, the new the new regime is willing to trade in the division. I mean, they traded to get Hawkinson from Detroit last year. That's so true. That's true. The Vikings, this is a different Vikings team that does trade in the division, so I wouldn't rule it out. I don't I mean, the Cousins thing there, there was a new a big thing that one of the insiders today released that he said they said that the Vikings are think or the Cousins Vikings talks they haven't exactly happened, but the rumor going around is a two year Sixty million, which would be thirty million a year, obviously, which sounds like a lot. But when you look this year at the salaries this year, that's less than what he's making this year, and it would actually be right after Jared Goff, right ahead of Ryan Tannehill, at the seventeenth highest paid quarterback in the league. So, oh yeah, that wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad with Cousins coming back. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to give up a first rounder for Fields, but I think Fields would be. I've seen a lot of Fields, and. I think him with Kevin O'Connell. Literally and figuratively. Hey, hey, yeah, more than one way. Dirt, Justin and Dirt. So the uh, the um, I think Fields would be awesome in with Kevin O'Connell because Fields in a lot of ways is like a better version of Josh Dobbs. And right, right. Dobbs showed what the Vikings offense could do with a with a mobile quarterback. And and Fields has and Fields has never really I mean, this year with DJ Moore is the first time he's actually had a, a legit wide receiver threat and Moore is having a sensational year. His stats are like right. quietly one of the best wide receivers in the league. I think he, I think Fields would actually be an awesome fit for the Vikings, but I don't see it happening. I, I know I'll be fine if cousins comes back too, but I like to say, I also right. wouldn't want to trade a first round pick for fields. Well, cause you could also get cousins back and draft a quarterback. Yeah. You know, which is not out of the realm. Uh, mm-hmm. Axel, if, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming back and you were like, would you want Fields on the Jets? No. No. No, I'm good. <laughs> Axel's just phoning in. Good. He's on my fantasy team. I've watched Justin Fields a lot. Um, I, I think he is what he is at this point. Uh, it may be possible. I mean, he's athletically gifted. Um, but he turns the ball over a lot. I don't think that he's the smartest player. Um, I'm good. If the Jets don't, I, my hope is that the Jets actually draft a quarterback next year, but that would be in my special QB draft, which nobody, the idea hasn't oh, yeah, really caught right. on, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You know, Axel, I think this is what I would do if I were the Jets. I would, of course, Rodgers comes back next year. I would bring a low-price veteran to back him up, and I would draft a quarterback. And I would get rid of Boyle. Well, they already did, but I would get rid of Wilson, get rid, you know, ship him off Wilson for a seventh-round pick, whatever you can get for him. Just get him out of the building uh, and maybe do that. Uh, If you were to – because I think you don't – I don't know if necessarily you want to draft a quarterback in the first round – um, because of Rodgers, because you want to try to get an alignment or something, you know, to win now. But you know, the second or third round might not be a bad idea, and and, and let let them sit and groom them, and you know, we'll see. Um, 
All right, let's talk about those Cowboys before we go to our picks. Cowboys defeated the Eagles 33-13. to 13. Uh, I was at a Christmas party at good friend Jack and Christine Hansen's, and I basically, you know, said hi, had some food, and then just sat down and watched the game. And <laughs> I even missed all the pictures for that night. They didn't want to bother me. <laughs> I, I looked at all these pictures. I go, where am I? They go, well, you, we said your name a few times. You didn't come, and we didn't want to bother you. Um, Glenn and my buddy Joe were over, too. They were watching the game with me and uh, my buddy Avi. Uh, so it was fun. But uh, dominating game. Uh was nice to see. Uh, Micah Parsons had his, got his 12th sack. He's the first player, the uh, second player in NFL history to start the, your, their career in the, with 12-plus sacks in their first three seasons. The other guy to do it was Reggie White. But technically, he was a rookie in the USFL with the Memphis Showboat, so he was a little older, but still uh, good company there. Um, you know, Dak looked great. Um, unfortunately, I was playing Glenn in fantasy, and he we all have the Cowboys except C.D. Lamb. We have every other Cowboy on our team. And I needed to win to make the playoffs, and he, he had already won the division. And, of course, I have Pollard and Cooks who – came an inch of two touchdowns. <laughs> but the biggest thing, he did have Dak, but the biggest thing, guys, so I had the Dallas defense. I decided not to start him and start Green Bay's defense against the Giants, and that's what cost me. the. Uh, oh. that. So I decided oh. to, to go with Green Bay against Danny DeVito and Tommy Cutlets because he's been the most sacked, blah, blah, blah. Figure maybe a defensive touch. No. And with the Cowboys given all that, those points up to Seattle the week before I was like, okay, they, it's going to be a shootout. Oh, so I cost myself a trip to the mm, fantasy playoffs damn. in my dynasty league. Sorry, because of so that. And, and also because Glenn has Brandon Aubrey, who might be the greatest kicker of all time. He kicked a 60 yarder, 59 yarder, 45 yarder and a 50 yarder. This dude kicks like with no effort and he's perfect 30 for 30. Hey, they should do a 30 for 30 on him. Uh, and it's amazing. I mean, the Cowboys haven't never never had a kicker like this. So well, it was pr- nobody's ever had a kicker like this. So the first time in NFL <laughs> history, a guy has kicked out two fifty nine plus yarders in one game. It's never happened. And wow. one of those things cleared by like seven yards. Yeah, that yeah. I saw, that was great. That was a great kick. I rewound that I mean, and watched it like eighteen times. I'm really into kicking. Yeah, well, kicking's been interesting. I mean, I've noticed earlier in the day on Sunday there was some missed extra points and all that, but these 55-plus yard field goals are happening. And this kid, I mean, he was a soccer player at Notre Dame, was picked first in the MLS draft, played in the USFL for two years with the Birmingham Stallions, and is a rookie at 28 years old. And he's been – and I going into the year, I'm like, Brandon Aubrey? I'm like, who is this guy? You know, I'm to think of Audrey from Twin Peaks. I'm like, Brandon Aubrey? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just was dumbfounded, uh, but no, and, and, you know, in the, in three takeaways, uh, Stefan Gilmore had his best game as a cowboy. I mean, he made some key tackles on fourth down pretty much shut down. I mean, didn't shut down AJ Brown, but didn't, you know, AJ Brown still had a bunch of receptions. I think he had like 90 yards or 70 yards, something like that, but it wasn't, it was just enough because they cost the turnovers, but Gilmore played very well. Um, and I was very impressed. Um, and you know, the running game was a little better, but the only, my only concern is I'm excited. It was a win we needed. We beat the Seahawks and the Eagles with this gauntlet. 
My only concern is it was at home and they they're undefeated at home and they're almost averaging 40 points a game at home, but they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. If they don't win the division, if the Eagles don't lose and they don't win out, they're not going to win the division. And I think a really big test is this weekend in Buffalo. I know Buffalo is not the same team they were the last couple of years, but in Buffalo, Buffalo's going to throw the kitchen sink. They need this game to stay playoff relevant. The Cowboys are going on the road. It's going to be about 50s and 40s, might be some rain. This is a real test. Let's see. I know Dak is like in this new zone with the offense. It finally is clicking for him. And McCarthy's calling a good game plan. But I just, I think this is a really tough game for the Cowboys going into Buffalo. So we'll talk about it when we pick the game, but I, you know, I'm tempering my expectations just because, because I know we're going to have to face the Niners at some point and I don't have confidence the Cowboys can beat them. Uh, but this Buffalo game is really, I think going to be a measuring stick. Okay. You're away from home. Can you go on the road and beat a team that's going to throw everything at you? But all in all, I'm happy with this season so far. I can't complain. It's been a fun ride. Uh, it sounded like it's over. It's been a great ride. You should be happy, <laughs> Solo. You got the best team of any of us, buddy. Yeah, enjoy it, man. Well, enjoy it. Yeah, no, I, I am. I'm just tempering like, my expectations a little bit. Yeah. The the Niners, I mean, the Niners still have to stay healthy. I mean, that's... That is true. And they've with all those injury-prone guys, they, they got a little ways to go yet. And I'm not going to underestimate... Because this Cowboys locker room might be the best it's been in a very long time. I mean, I'm talking twenty something years. They 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 really put a good group together, and I'm wondering if they circle that Niners ass kicking, and will be mentally prepared for it in the yep. playoffs. I have They're this a feeling now. They are, and I have a feeling that they could. It's just Dak I seems got a different. Feeling. Even well, Stephen A. Smith a, said this is a different Cowboys team. And I'm like, oh, was, shit. There was just a very large man for the Oakland Raiders that returned a fumble for a uh, touchdown here, a defensive <laughs> tackle. It's uh, now 56-7. to seven. <laughs> Oh, what a hit on week? stick. That yeah. was quite a hit. Yeah, I actually, one of, my friends, not get one of my friends that listens to the podcast just texted me a picture, and it says, this is the most points any team has ever scored after going shut after being shut out the previous game. Wow! Oh, good stat. Or, no, excuse stat. me, most points in the first half in the in NFL history after being shut out the previous game. Oh, all right. Wow. But it might oh, be the whole game be by the end of this. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, let's see if they beat I, Miami. I, I'm probably going to rewatch 70. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I may rewatch this game just to see this debacle. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jesus. I picked the Chargers plus three. I deserve two losses for, for that. <laughs> yeah. BTK. I know AI Brett, broken. Brett, and AI was he was the first one to pick it. He goes, I know he was gonna be number one, but he just came and give me the charges. I want those points. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh all right. Uh moving on, Axel. Yeah. I want you to kind of run this section. Oh I know we've been talking playoffs. But let's just get a uh, discussion about, you know, playoff updates or maybe some teams. Like I remember last week I asked you guys which one of these teams you think will make the playoffs. Uh, let's see, after a week, just our thoughts on these playoff teams and, and some of these wild card races. So, so I want you to start off, Axel, and uh, anything that's on your pretty little mind 
and then we can just kind of go around the couch and oh, do some playoffs. Well, gosh, I mean, the biggest playoff. The there, didn't I? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm trying to type you something into Google it. now. Um, he likes the spot. So. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I know. I just need more Axel. He's been. You know, we've been dominating the pod, and I no, want more. No, no, not at all. Not at all, baby. Not at all. Um, it is kind of crazy to see that the Chiefs are not in the number one spot. You got the Jags, the Ravens, the Browns, like pretty much ahead of them. And that's kind of surprising in the AFC for the number one seed. In the NFC, like we talked about before, I mean – the 49ers are in a different class, and it's it's really just what's going on underneath there between the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. What happens if the Dallas, I mean, they control their own destiny? So do the Eagles, No, though. they don't. They don't? No, the Cowboys do not. Oh, If you were listening me. to me earlier. Oh, I probably No, was. basically. Yeah, no, I don't think you were. <laughs> for the division. Really went, not for the one seed. No, not even for the division. Well, they play the Eagles again, don't they? Oh, no, that's no. right. They no, just they're done. They split. Okay. No, no, because it basically head-to-head is one-to-one. They go to the next tiebreaker, division. <laughs> if, the, if the Eagles beat the Giants twice, they have the same division record. So it goes to conference record. The Eagles would have a better conference record than the mm-hmm. Cowboys. They would win the division. So the Cowboys need to win out but have the Eagles pretty much lose to Seattle or one of those Giants games, or Arizona somehow freaking beats them. So the Eagles have a, a pretty easy road. Uh, so I, I I doubt that'll happen. I'm disappointed that Axel wasn't wasn't paying attention when you were when you said that earlier. Yeah, I know. I had to re. You know, that's okay. You know what? Jesus Christ, Brett. maybe there's a reason why he wasn't talking much. All right, look, playing with his Lego. I found what I needed to find. This is the playoff picture updated for week 15 okay okay Dennis Leary okay the 49ers are lead they got that head-to-head tiebreaker over Dallas and Philly we talked about the Cowboys there in second then we got the Lions at nine and four are in the third position the Buccaneers of course at six and seven own the tiebreakers over both the Saints and the Falcons. For the wild card, the Eagles, Solo already talked about it. Vikings, we know, got to win it. Packers still in the hunt. They still have the tiebreaker over the Rams and the conference record tiebreaker over the Falcons. Then we got the Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, Saints, all at 6-7. and Then a bunch of other teams, which... Even the Giants somehow yeah, could the make the playoffs. Yeah, the Giants and the Bears st- are technically still alive. Yep, they're still <laughs> alive. So the NFC, even though it has that dominant team, is kind of wide open. Um, if we want to move over to the AFC solo, am I doing a good job? See, now, now i got, now I got a handle on it. You're just doing such a good job. You're the doing Raven, such a great the job. The Ravens. Whoa. Have the bye in the top spot at 10-3, and three, followed by the Dolphins then the Chiefs, then the Jags. Uh, the Texans, yeah, the Jags, uh, I don't know. The Texans may make it in on a wild card, but it looks like the Jags are going to take the division. I think those four teams are going to take their division. Surprisingly, though, this is a surprising thing. Kellum's Bills are at the 11th position here. 
in the AFC, outside looking in, mm. they yeah. might not make that's, the playoffs. That's based on tiebreakers, though, because the six, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven all have seven and all seven yep. and six records. Yep. And some of those teams are going to play each other. So, yeah, the Bills need to yeah. win out yep. and get some help. Probably get a little help. But like Ando yep. said, if they're playing each other, they may get that help. I feel like yep. the Texans, Stroud's got to get back, but also the way they played against the Jets did, was very uninspiring. Bronco is still kind of on the rise. Bengals looking Surpr- good, too, surprisingly. Yeah, and you have a loser-leaves town match possibly with the Colts-Steelers this weekend. And yep. then, of course, the, are the Browns the fifth seed right now? Yep. The Browns are the fifth seed. Joe Flacco may lead them to the playoffs. Yep. And the Steelers, that the sixth seed, they have the tiebreaker with the Colts, the conference tiebreaker with the Bills and the Broncos, and a head-to-head tiebreaker with the Bengals. So the Steelers, if they can get it together, whether on a two-game losing streak, which are some pretty two awful games. Yeah, the Cards and the Pats back-to-back weeks. They should be automatically disqualified for the playoffs just for that. <laughs> yeah, there was some record. Yeah, and Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger calling out saying it's not yeah. the Steeler way anymore. Oh, big bad. They, Shut didn't up, he ben. call out Tomlin even? Oh, he should, he, he just has a podcast now. Just like you know, yeah. just yeah. like every. I hate podcasts. All these assholes like think they can have a podcast. Yeah. I don't know. Jesus I think the Steelers Christ. and the Colts are going to fall out of this, and I think that the Bills and the Bengals are going to be our are are going to rise back up. Maybe the Broncos, but um, man, we're getting to it. Yeah, let's talk about the games how we did last week, and uh, we'll talk more about the playoffs as we go over the games. Well, gentlemen, I had my best week in a long time. I won the week, 9-5 and one push. Vikings Ooh, Ando. Good job, Ando. Nice. Finally you put deci- great back-to-back weeks together. Yes, I finally decided to pull my head out of my ass, and like Solo did for Breathpool, do a little more research than normal, <laughs> so that's helping. Uh, the, the, all the rest of you went 6-8-1, all tied, so... Uh, Solo, you were doing real good until the primetime games, and Sunday night and Monday night, you went 0-3 the last three games of the week. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Another interception, Raiders touchdown, just oh boy. grabbed the ball right out of the air. It was like <laughs> slow motion. <laughs> How does Staley not get what fired What the fuck? Tomorrow? Who was it, Jones? How does he not get fired Oh, my God. 62-7, to soon to be 63. And you know, other the earlier when Devontae Adams had that touchdown, that was from Jacoby Myers. That was a they ran a, oh, a, really? a, a well, no, it was number Jacoby, and they were up like forty nine to seven, and they're running wide receiver passes. This <laughs> was it's, it's bad. It was Jones. He it. he intercepted a behind the line of scrimmage pass. He was behind the line of scrimmage when he grabbed it with oh, one hand oh, in the air. Oh, what a pick! Brett, I don't think you're going to win this. The three points isn't going to help. Uh, how much time is left? <laughs> <laughs> Brett speaks. <laughs> Brett. Brett speaks. Brett you sound so much better now, too, Brett. You're, uh, the, it worked itself out. Um, wow, <laughs> what a crazy Brett. play that was. Jeez, I wonder I what Al Michael, for is. Al Michaels hitting the bottle by now, or is it? Did he? Did they bring on his backup? He might, have left Herb, he might have left Herb Street in the booth by himself. Uh, Herb, <laughs> Herb Street is like, like I saw him in college. <laughs> oh, poor kid! Oh, yeah, man. he's even laughing. The quarterback's laughing. This is oh. ridiculous. 
All right, let's move it along oh. there. Okay. Sorry about yeah, that. sorry. Um, so after no, last week. No, don't be sorry, Ando. It was Axel. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so we can Solo, you are, you are still leading with 109 wins. Brett is three back with 106. I popped up into third place. I'm four back, and Axel is six back. So it's, it, it is getting, <sighs> getting tighter again. So, yes, with gonna, only a few weeks to go. Sure. So yeah. I'm going to change that. Otherwise, on the, on, the, on the weekly games, uh, let's see. Brett was wrong on a Revis Island for the Steelers. Solo, you were wrong on the Falcons. Axel got the Bears right. Um, Axel also got the Rams to cover. Uh, let's see what else. Any others? Oh, I, I was I had a Revis Island on the Vikings, but that was a push, so it didn't matter. But is there another one there, Brett? I'm missing. Brett had oh, the, the Titans. Titans Monday night. In Titans fact, in I went two and zero on Monday night, so I think my wow. Monday night record's like fourteen and three on the year. Wow! I, Big I updated. I updated those. I don't. I didn't put them in the doc, but I have all the prime time things here. Let me grab them. Uh, okay. Prime time BTK. Prime time. On, you know what? I will just drop Prime it right time. in the dock right now. Prime time. Prime time. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. 63 to like 7. Dead air. Oh, sorry. And here it is. Prime time update. Yes, Brett time is. I'm. I have the best record on Thursday nights, nine and five. Uh, Heath, you have nine and five on Sundays. Brett is fourteen and three on Mondays. Yes, Brett, you are. Mondays are very good to you. <laughs> Overall, prime time is a good friend of mine. I'm nine games above five hundred on prime time, twenty-seven and eighteen. Brett is twenty-four and twenty-one. Solo is twenty-two and twenty-three. Axel eighteen and twenty-seven. Wow. On prime time. So. Oh, Axel. Yeah, because Axel's already. By the time we pick the prime time games, he's out. Yep. I'm already so stoked. <laughs> He's checked out. I'm halfway there now. We better get to soon. these picks. Yeah, folks. but Thursday night he's five and nine. That's a primetime game. That's the first game we pick. So Well, he's just, you know, that's when I take the first the... hit. <laughs> oh, cloudy. Perfect. Perfect. So you know, I guess this, we uh, if this Chargers Raiders game was on a Monday night instead of Thursday night, the Chargers would be up by double digits right now. I'm just telling you. <laughs> True. I think you're hundred percent right. <laughs> Should I think you're 100 percent wrong, but we'll let you believe you're right. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so I guess if anybody else has anything to add about last week's games, otherwise we can move. I can move Let's on to the to the picks. Yeah, let move on to full the full slate. We'll no, we have no buys anymore. We're done with buys. No buys. Oh, no buys. Sixteen. Welcome Saturday games. Yes, three Saturdays. Yeah. Love it. Sixteen. Love it. Full Love games. It. We've got the order this week is Brett, Heath, myself, Axel. What the fuck? I quit. <laughs> In case anyone is okay. wondering too, on the dock, I have a little number behind your name. That's yeah. how much. That's how many times you have picked from that position. So I've been spreading it out so everybody gets to pick in the same spot or equal amounts in the same spot. So. This is Brett's fourth time going first. That's Axel's fourth time going last. Uh, Andy, so. I have to admit something to you. I have no fucking yes. idea. I just go after the person that's <laughs> before me. So you just go after me. After me, Axel. Okay, that's okay. all I know. That's okay. all I know every week. That's all you need to know, Axel. That's all so you need to know. First up, Brett. On Saturday afternoon, my Vikings are going to Cincinnati to face both teams are seven and six on a little battle. It's a Jake Browning revenge game. He started his career as the backup quarterback for the Vikings, never saw the field, but former Vikings quarterback. Uh, the Bengals are favored by three and a half. 
Yeah. Well, I, I like the Vikings to uh, score more than three points in this game. Um, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I, I, I like Cincinnati's mojo right now. Give me the Bengals minus three and a half. Ooh, Brett setting the tone. Um, I'm glad I didn't follow his Chargers pick with agreeing with him, but I'm agreeing with him this week. I'm not sure about J- with Mullins, Nick Mullins going to Cincinnati, the Browning train, home team. Um, yeah, sorry, Ando, but I'm going to have to go the Bengals as well. Well, I I might end up beyond Rivas Island by myself here, but the Vikings defense, who I have just spoke very highly of, has done very well against inexperienced quarterbacks this year. The games they've had trouble with are quarterbacks that have been around and know how to read unusual blitzes and all this other things. They might not score more than 10 points, but I think it might be enough. The, the Vikings will make Browning look like the rookie, not the rookie, but the inexperienced quarterback he is. Vikings. Whoa! Vikings are going to win and give me a nice birthday present on Saturday. So Vikings win. Ah, uh, yes. Birthday? Happy yes. birthday, Ando. Oh, happy birthday, Ando. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, how old are you going to be? Uh, I will be 46. Damn, you're old. I know. You're young. Yep. You're young. I'm going to be 50 my next birthday. Oh, shoot. The big five you. to the zero, old baby. Head. <laughs> Um, all three of these I think games. Andy got the oh. Minnesota game moved to Saturday just for his birthday. Yeah. He did, didn't I'm he? Gonna, I'm, I, I didn't know. See, I, Brett, are we going to change our picks because it's Andy's birthday? <laughs> no. I, mean, I, would, so. I didn't know that. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, I'm going to be 27 this year. It's going to be awesome. Damn. 27 wow. again. Nice. 27. <laughs> yeah. Special year for Solo. Um, Multiplied by what? <laughs> 27 <laughs> times three i am gonna go uh well actually you know looking at these games they, they all as we were just talking about the playoffs playoff implications right um pe- people are really gonna be fighting yeah but well when half like the it. league is either seven and six or six and seven yep. every game is gonna mean something that's good i like that yeah. right it's fun but i gotta go with the boys of uh btk and uh Solo Bolo over there. I'm going with the Bengals. (laughs) All right. I I think they're playing good, and I I think the Vikings are stumbling, and they might be fumbling. (laughs) The uh, next up, Solo, another battle of seven and six teams the Steelers at the Colts. The Colts by one and a half. I'm, in a weird way, I'm excited for these Saturday games. Me too. Like, I don't know. It's not it's weird. Like, it's football. Yeah. No, I Oh, Axel, I think you just came up with a new saying. Um, <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. It's not weird. Sell it's it. football. It's not weird. It's yeah. Football. You know, Steelers have looked bad. Mitch Trubisky's off. I think the Steelers are going downward. The Colts, it, it, you just don't know sometimes. But you know what, guys? Gardner Minshew, his cool mustache, his... You know, white T-shirt, sweatpants, bomber jacket, punching his dad at the airport, chugging a beer. I'm going with the Colts and Gardner Minshew, baby. Colts, okay. Let's see. Sorry, I had had a (laughs) mild distraction there. Okay, the Steelers, like they lost to the Cards and the Pats back-to-back weeks. Minshew mania is going to continue to run wild, brother. Colts. (laughs) 
<laughs> you were you writing your own haikus this week, I see. <laughs> I was channeling Hulk Hogan there, so yeah, yeah I like yeah. Hulk, Hulkamania. Anyways. Oh yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. Rip what you're ripping off your shirt right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had my shirt on the whole game, so the whole oh, podcast. Nice. So, so. Well Brent Holy doesn't wear cow. pants. You don't wear a shirt. <laughs> Axel's not sure what he wears. I don't I even wear, wear a cup when we're recording. <laughs> oh, you don't. Nope. Um listen. <laughs> I think I agree with you guys. I'm gonna pick the Colts here. I think the Steelers have become the team they are. And uh, I, I think that it's going to be three losses in a row for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry, Hustler. Yeah, if the Steelers were home, I would maybe think a little bit. <laughs> but, Brett, what are you thinking? Well, I, I've picked the Steelers the last two weeks, and I'm, I'm still trying to wash off the funk off of me from doing that. So give me the Colts minus one and a half. Which means the Steelers are going to win. We all picked them. Great. <laughs> Next up, this could be a fun game on uh, Saturday night. The Broncos at seven and six are going to Detroit to play, mm. play the nine and four Lions. The Lions are favored by four and a half, and I am first. And the Lions, their last five games have averaged thirty-one points a game allowed. And those five teams were the Chargers, the Packers, the Saints, and the Bears twice. Jesus, the. The Lions need to win this game because they have the Cowboys and the Vikings twice after this. It's a kind of a must-win for the Lions here, I think. Broncos have won 6-7. The Lions have struggled with mobile quarterbacks. Four and a half is too high for me. I'm actually going to take the Broncos here. You are reading from your haikus. You're reading from your haikus. It sounds like sounds like you're reading something I sent you. I do have have a couple notes this week that I'm reading. I didn't purposely (laughs) make them haikus, but I guess maybe they are. I like it. I, I like love it. it. You took Denver. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yes, you took I Denver. took Denver. Denver. Axel Foley. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is a, a GRG for the LIONSs. Get right game for the Lions. That's what that means. I'm going with the Lions here. Though the Broncos have been playing a lot better. Uh, so has Russell, Mr. Wilson. But I think the Lions are going to get it together and hit 10 games see what's happening for the season see what's happening get it together brett factual was he gone did we lose brett oh, oh he's muted oh sorry sorry guys that's oh, all right. oh you were you were you were oh you were purposely we lost you we were worried there for a second <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was using it as a uh, sneeze and cough button, you know. Oh, uh, uh, I thought you were in downtown Athens. Are you, you are a pro, pro, Brett. You're a pro. Are you under the weather, Brett? I still got some sniffles. No, I'm feeling oh, a lot better okay. than I did, but yeah. Sniffles can hurt you sometimes. Sniffles can make give you a little red nose. Yeah, as far as this uh, matchup here, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Bronco, as they say out, out in the old west. Um, Give me the Broncos plus four and a half. I've been the highest on the Lions. And then Ando a few weeks ago told me about this defense. And I was like, yeah, but they're still, oh boy, they're not, they're playing really bad. Um, I want to go Detroit here and, and keep it going, but I, but I can't, I have to go Denver. 
because the Lions haven't showed me anything. And uh, so, I, you know, must win for both teams, real must win for Denver. But, uh, yeah, I'm going the Broncos here with the points. Next up, Solo, the first game on our early set, early Sunday games, the Bears are going for the trying to for their third win in a row. Five and eight Bears going to the eight and five Cleveland. Cleveland by three. Well, Axel picks first, right? Yes. Oh, did I say Solo? I meant Axel. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm, Good. You were just wow. checking to see if I was awake. Solo is fucking on point in this motherfucker. Um. I don't, I'm sober. Yes, he's no Tahoe that's, vodka that's tonight, problem. folks. That's a problem. That's a problem. Um, but. Well, let's see. You know what? The Bears are playing pretty what? good. Justin yeah. Fields, maybe getting it to my man DJ Moore. Got them both on my fantasy team. I'm off this weekend, so they can cool it if, you know, bring it the next weekend for the playoffs. Browns, Joe Flacco. This is what I have to say. Bears. Nothing. <laughs> it's just so long. You ruined it. Oh, sorry. The I Bears. I'm going no with bears. the Bears on this one. I think the Browns are going to come down. Defense is good, but Joe Flacco, I think this is where he's going to get a little tired. Didn't take enough a leave. Sorry. <laughs> sorry I ruined your the Bears. Sorry. Yeah, Joe Flacco, Joe Flaccid. Yeah, know, it's um, That's right. He's dropping a brown. Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> kids show. My son is I, listening. To, taking the kids to the pool. Uh, What's he doing? Sorry, sorry, Lachlan. That was that was probably the most the the like the most PG thing we've said in this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Lachlan. <laughs> yes, it's a kids show. That's why I was using that language. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna ru- I'm gonna ride the bear, as they say out in the uh, <laughs> oh, cocaine bear. Lord have mercy. Ride the bears, ride the pony. Um, you know, it's funny. I probably I was leading towards the Browns here, uh, but this league. Is so screwed. It's like you, th- I mean, you would think you know Flacco's playing well. Yeah, he throws some dumb picks here and there. Browns defense, but you know, have the, I think I think you guys are right. I think I'm going Fields, and I think they're gonna run amok. And I think this will cu- could come down to a field goal. Um, but I'm gonna so I'm gonna take the point. So I'm gonna go with Chicago as well. Yeah, I'm also taking the I'm also taking the Bears. Their their defense is actually pretty damn good. Fields doesn't have to score a lot of points to win right now. And it's thirteen of the Lions, ten against the Vikings the last two weeks. I I'm taking the Bears. The Bears. Next up we have we have so we have Brett going first and the Tampa Bay Bucks are also going for their third win in a row. The six and seven Bucks go to the six and seven Packers. A must-win for both teams, I would say. Oh, man. Some Packers by three and a half. Three and a half. God three damn it. Half. Three and a hook. I do not like that hook. But they are at home. And, uh, man, I, I, don't, I don't like the Bucks. I, just give me the Green Bay. Just write down Green Bay next to my name, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you know the Packers. Chargers just got a nice uh, punt return, but there's a flag. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, is it? What's the score? What's the score? Fourteen update? to sixty-three. So sixty-three to fourteen. Okay. And the NFL points record is seventy-three all-time record, and there's still almost seven minutes to go. And that was Bears Redskins. Uh, I think it was. I don't remember. They just it's like seventy-three draft. to nothing or something. Yep. Yeah, that was all. I remember reading the old NFL like fact books, and I was oh, so amazed yeah. at that score as a kid. Like, oh my god, um, the Packers let down, but sometimes that happens on a Monday night in New York. Um, I think the Packers rebound. Bucks show flashes, but it's still Baker, and I, I just I, I think the Packers at home got this. I would like three. Instead of three and a half, but I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go with Brett, and I- I'm going with the Fudge Packers minus the three and a half. Yeah, this seems like a bounce back game for the Packers, and I don't have any faith in the Bucks. I, I'm well, I have a little faith, but not enough. I'm taking the Packers too at home. Well, folks, they don't call it Revis Island for nothing. I'm a Jets fan. Books. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out. I'm like, why? What does that mean? And I'm like, oh, Revis Island. Yeah. <laughs> well, Solo, why don't you tell us about the Jets? The Jets are five and eight. <gasps> They're going to play at the nine and four Dolphins. The Dolphins by nine and a half in the Foley Bowl. Oh, it's, it went up to nine and a half. Jeez, yep, it has increased by a full point in the last. Oh, half. the Foley Bowl. The Foley Bowl. That's right. Locke versus his pops. Um. Yeah, the Dolphins haven't been covering that high-powered offense that supposedly, you know, they have not been covering. And I do think the Dolphins will bounce back. I just, I don't, this Jets, we talk more about this Jets team and the national media talks more about the Jets. I know. Who are out of the, than any, it's, it's, it's the Aaron Rodgers effect, man. He People love so. him. Well, even like Ando was saying on the Monday night game, the Packers, they had to bring up Rodgers 82 times in the yes. first quarter. You <laughs> know, nuts. I'm like, really? I mean, I mean, I know why they were referencing he used to be the Packers quarterback, but come on. Anyway, um, it's, it's, you know, what's bad when I am saying they don't talk about the Packers enough on the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to use the get right game. I think the Dolphins will – ah, shit. I don't know. Is Tyreek Hill going to play? Then they Tyreek got the Cowboys Hill, the next week. Tyreek, uh, Devon Achain, is that how you say his name, did not practice today, and Rasheem Mostert was limited with a knee injury as well. Yeah. I mean, I bet you two of the three play. You know what? Screw it. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the points. I'm not laying the number. I may you change know? my pick. I God, dang nine and a half with all those injuries. That's what scares me a little bit. Nine and a half. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take the Jets here too, just because that nine and a half. That's the only reason. That's, that's I mean, just too, it's that, too many points. With a healthy Dolphins team, maybe, but I I just couldn't. I, I yeah. And I think with Tyreek most likely not playing. I mean, why would they play him here? They 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 need him. They ha- he has to be look ahead to the Cowboys game. Not that they would, but I'll I'll take the Jets and the points here. I think the Dolphins still win, but I don't think it's going to be by ten. 
J E T S Jets 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 Zach Wilson two halves of excellence Jets will be the victorious ones win and cover you sounded like uh, what did Philip Seymour Hoffman that author he played I don't know Um, I I actually think that the Jets are going to win this game it's a divisional game I think they're going to let Zach sling it he might throw a couple picks but you know what he might throw for 300 yards again I think that they're just fuck it you you heard the uh, I know we didn't talk about it. We talked so much about the Jets, but I'll mention it that after uh, the whole rumors about him not wanting to play, it came out that uh, maybe we talked about this last week that supposedly no. after the first time he was benched, they said yeah, to him, yeah, it was last week. Yeah, we're going to trade you in the offseason anyway. So fuck it. They're going to go for it. And I think Miami's banged up and I think they are looking ahead. Um, so what I think Zach Wilson should, should do, Axel, is hire DeVito's agent, bring nice. him to Miami, <laughs> and, and that's what they should do. I like it. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be looking ahead because they just got beat by a uh, inferior team at home. Um, I know Axel thinks the Jets are going to win, but Axel is a Jets fan. That's true. This this is a GWG game for the Jets, a get wrong game. <laughs> Give me my evil Brett. nine and a half. I will say this. Brett is the only one not afraid to be on Revis Island. He and he loves it. He lives. Well, there. he loves Freaking, Revis Island. Yeah. Part of my part of my thinking on that too is that fourteen point lead that they gave up happened immediately after Tyreek went out of that game. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Jets are going to hit Tua, knock Tua out, and Tua is going to be out versus the Cowboys. Oh, shit. Could happen. Mike White's defense is going to be the Mike White against the team that drafted him, the Dallas Cowboys. That's what we're setting that up. I'm telling you right now. Oh, first he plays the Jets, then the Cowboys? Wow, Mike White. Yep. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be the Mike, two weeks of Mike White and the White Lotus. Well, this next game, I really hate that I'm going first. The the Texans, 7-6 and six at Tennessee. Titans, 5-8. and eight. Titans are favored by three. The spread has gone up on that one, too. It was two and a half, I think, yesterday. I don't trust the Tech. I don't think Stroud is playing. I don't trust Texans with, with Mills in there. Somehow the Titans are going to win this one, and they're going to win it by over a field goal. So I'm going to take the Titans at home by with three. Oh, I'm up. Oh, Axel. You are up, Axel. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't think Stroud's going to be playing. I'm just repeating what Andy said. I'm going with the Titans. <laughs> It's I, I do not know who to pick. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't either. I kind of did like a virtual coin flip <laughs> in my head. Virtual coin. Will Levis, is he going to have two great games in a row? He could. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, are the Texans all C.J. Stroud? Yes. I don't know. 
Yes. Yeah. Give me the Texans plus three. Give me the points. <laughs> I knew it. We baited yeah. him. He was smelling a Revis Island coming. That's he's he's taking that every oh. time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Will Levis. Davis Mills is not good. And uh Titans are gonna capitalize and win this and cover. This might be the week that Andy passes me in the standings. <laughs> oh yeah, bring the reverse <laughs> jinx, do it. Does it work? Oh, reverse reverse jinxes work. don't work for me. Last week I said my picks suck on Thursday, and they surely, sure enough, they sucked. <laughs> okay, well, Axel, are the uh, are the Chiefs going to lose three games in a row? They are playing the Pats in New England. Chiefs are favored by seven and a half. Chiefs, come on, Patriots suck. Chiefs are going to get it together. Chiefs, Let's see what's happening. Yep, most definitely. Yeah, Chiefs, please. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah, that's <laughs> Chiefs are going to score at least ten. The Pats might not score anything, so yeah, Chiefs. That was that was the least analysis we've ever done. I think, on a... <laughs> and it was probably still too much for this team. So yeah, no, the the, the Chiefs are going to be pissed off, and they're going to come firing. Next one, Brett. This was a tricky one too. The suddenly hot five and eight Giants are going to New Orleans to face the six and seven Saints. The Saints are favored by six. I think that's too many points to be favored for a Saints team that's not very good. I don't know what kind of home field advantage they have, but the Giants' defense, I believe in enough to keep this game close, if not an outright victory for them. So give me the Giants plus six points. Well, I've said this many weeks. Derek Carr is terrible. He's awful. Um, the Giants, I mean, coach of the year, he's coming back. I mean, I got to admit, he, he, you know, at first I was like, if he's coach of the year, how is in DeVito? You won't let DeVito throw. But, you know, I, you know, he's still not coach of the year last year, and he's still not the greatest coach. But, you know, he has done a good job with getting this team at least fighting each week. And they've been winning. They won three in a row. Um, you know, it's DeVito's time, and I have to start him this week in fantasy playoffs in the Axel A. Huss STD League because Bryce Young has done shit for me as my second quarterback. So, I'm going Tommy Cutlets this week. I expect big things, which means he's going to throw eight picks. I don't care. I'm taking the Giants plus the points. I'm also using the, uh, my Giants pick in uh, my pool this week. So uh, I got my fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, the uh, I'm I'm going with the Giants here too. Even though the Saints won big on paper last week, against the mighty Carolina defense, they had 207 total yards against Carolina. That's not a recipe for success, even though they did win the game. Giants, I think the Giants are going to win this game. Giants, baby. Tommy Lasagna. Yeah, that's the thing about Brett's stupid pool. Is hey, no matter, it's not stupid anymore, I thought. Uh, no, it isn't. No matter how <laughs> great it is, it's going. The last week, I think I'm, I'm taking the biggest gambles, hoping people rest people. Because I still got to yeah. pick the Giants in Carolina, 
So I think I'm just saving it for the end of the, <laughs> the last week. Just say, screw it. You know, who knows? Maybe Carolina will win because they don't have their first pick. Maybe, you know, because I, I, I just don't feel I, – I wish – have you guys used Carolina already? I yeah. don't remember. I think I did. Yeah, um, I, I got an L. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> well, okay. S- speaking of Carolina solo, the Panthers mm-hmm. have just completed their second six-game losing streak of the season. Will this turn to a seven-game losing streak, or will they beat the Falcons this week? Falcons are favored by three at Carolina. They're only favored by three. Is this one of those rat lines, as they say? I mean, the Panthers are awful. Bryce Young, I think, should go to the XFL next year. That's how bad he is. The team is bad. The Falcons are the greatest team in Georgia right now in the NFL. Right, Brett? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're the only team. That is uh, hard to argue. Well, Georgia Bulldogs are are better. Yeah, Yeah, but I didn't say NFL. I said NFL. Um, Yeah, no, the Falcons are going to be – I'm picking the Falcons this week and Brett's amazing pool. I'm going the Falcons here to cover. (laughs) Yeah, I can't take the I can't take the Panthers. The Falcons still have skilled position players that can do good things, and they're they're due for a a, a game that's. A this is going to be the Bijan runs for two hundred yard game. I'm calling yeah. it right now. It's my second prediction this week. Mike White will be starting against the Cowboys, and Bijan's going to get two hundred yards. Yeah, I'm I'm going the Falcons here. The, the Panthers are they they've they've checked out for the season. Panthers. Falcons. I meant to say Falcons is what I meant to say. Did I say Panthers? <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm saying my pick. Okay, yeah. No, I know. Uh, Andy, you said Falcons. Okay, you, good. You spoke correctly. Okay, Falcons. good. Yeah, you said you said you cannot take the Panthers, and I know okay. you guys cannot take the Panthers, but you know who can take the Panthers? <laughs> I can take the Panthers. Oh, oh. Give me the Panthers. You're just, you're just, throwing, it. Oh, you're just throwing away your jersey. Brett, if, if you somehow win the jersey, you have to get a Falcons jersey with Revis on the back of it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> or we just get him a Revis jersey. Oh yeah, that Falcons Island. I will think. I'll have God. to think about that. Yeah, the no, island the of Panthers, misfit Bretts. Brett, Falcons, you don't need your Falcons, analysis. Whenever the they're Panthers favored, are. I don't have any. I don't have any faith for them to be favored in any game at this point. Brett, I'm picking them <laughs> in the pool. The Falcons will win. It's going to be a tie. They're going to finish tied. <laughs> You know, this you seems know like a perfect game for a push. The Falcons are going to win like 26 to 23 because it's going to be a weird score, right. too. Yeah, exactly. Or it's going to be 12 to 9. Or it'll be 20, like 11 22 eight. to 19. Or... Yeah. Yeah. So, I, no, 11 to 8. Next right. up, these are the late afternoon games on Sunday. And I am first. And we've got the 4 and 9 Commanders going to play the 6 and 7 Rams. So the Rams are favored by 6 and a half. And the Commanders have lost four games in a row. They've given up 45 points two weeks in a row. Uh, 90 points in two weeks. On, I mean, granted, they were playing two pretty good offenses, but, yeah, the Rams are going to cover this. They're going to easily win. Rams are on the upswing. Commies are definitely not taking the Rams. Yep, I agree with Ando. Um, Rams are on the upswing, and it's going to continue. 
<laughs> the actual AI AI. He's not the best podcaster in the league for nothing, folks. <laughs> you can't say that on the radio. Nobody's listening. Shit. Nobody's listening oh, anyways. Yeah. Um I think the Rams are on the upswing. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. And what do we think Brett's gonna bad. say though first? He said the Rams. Oh, you did? did? Uh, yeah, I was I kept, I was being spoken over, but yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, oh. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Ooh. with the St. Louis slash Los Angeles slash Los Angeles Rams. I was being spoke over. I thought was I was. Ta- I think I was talking over you, wasn't I, Brett? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, you were. You were. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, it wasn't me. And the man on the corner. It wasn't me. I'm taking the Rams. That was me. <laughs> Next up, Axel, the ten and three Forty ers visiting the three and ten Cardinals. Forty ers by twelve. Niners. <laughs> Axel's bringing it this week, folks. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to say about this game. The Cardinals are terrible. Dude, there's a lot you could go into the history of the Cardinals and then draft an Eric Swan and then you know. Uh, no. Okay. No, that's okay. It's Brett's turn to pick. <laughs> Stop talking over Brett. <laughs> <laughs> remember when the Niners lost three in a row? Yeah. Yep. I yeah. do. I uh I I I uh I picked against them because of large point spreads the last couple of weeks, thinking, Hey yeah, I've seen them look not that great at times and maybe the game will be closer. You know what? Fuck it. I'm taking the Niners to cover every single spread. Whoa, Give me the whoa. Niners minus 12. <laughs> Brett dropping F-bombs, saying people are talking over him. Brett's frustrated. Sorry, Lachlan. Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith <laughs> is your freaking... Oh, Arthur damn. Smith, it's your fault. You're making Brett upset. <laughs> well, guys, also, the game is over. The Raiders won 63-21. to 21. Oh, what? that's disappointing. <laughs> Was the over under eighty three and a half? Yeah. Oh, I played the over. Oh Jesus! I bet you a lot of people took the under. I bet they did too. Oh my lord! Okay, speaking of unders, yeah, the Niners—they'll keep rolling uh, unless Purdy gets hurt. But even Sam Darnold could keep this rolling, probably. Give me the Niners. <laughs> yeah, Forty Niners. I don't need to say anything more. Next up, Brett. This might be the the prime premier game in the late games. The ten and three Cowboys go to play the seven and six Bills. You, wait, Ando, you think? <laughs> you think, I think so? Niners, yeah. Rams, Niners, Cards. That's my expert Cowboys. analysis here. Yeah, Bills are favored by two at home. Brett, the Bills should not be favored. Give me the Cowboys. Whoa, Brett. I, uh, For all the reasons that uh, he talked about early in the podcast. Yep. When I repeated myself for Axel, too, that part. Oh, no. Stop interrupting um, Brett. I know, I know, Brett. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Axel. I'm no, so, sort of sorry, Endo. It's okay. Yeah, but I talk over you. I talk over no, you. No, we love you. No, but, you know, Axel's right. You know what? I'm going to quit the pod, I think. I'm going to pull a Matt Murdock. Quit the pod. <laughs> oh. Oh, shout out. Love you, Matt Murdock. He's a damn good friend. He knows I'm just joking. Um, let's see. I'm probably going to have to take the Bills here because it seems like when I take when I don't take the Cowboys, like I took them against Seattle, they didn't cover. I took them 
I was the only one who took them against the Niners, I think, or one of two of us. They didn't cover. They got blown out. I didn't take them against the Eagles. They won. So well, I will, I'm I will take give it. you another update before you pick solo. I also okay. have our updated picks when we pick our own team, what our records are. Oh, okay. Okay. Brett and okay. myself are both eight and four with one push. Axel is seven and six, and you are six and seven at picking the Cowboys. Kellum so wants you to pick, pick the Cowboys. Wait, so when I'm picking the Cowboys, they're six and seven? No, your games. You you picking the Cowboys, your accuracy. You've picked them right six times and wrong seven times. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay, right. Not the six, Cowboys six, record. record. Yeah. yeah, no, no, my record. No, no, yeah. I get it. Um, I feel, oh, so it's um, half and half. Interesting. Not good. Okay, I'm going the Bills. Uh, I am going to echo 100% of what Brett said. The Cowboy- the Bills should not be favored. Cowboys. Yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> Kellum, I can see him sitting at home watching this game saying, go Bills. And then there's Fuck Solo. You solo. <laughs> Fuck you, Solo. <laughs> this is... This is the kind of game that Callum's going to break out of his garment bag, his uh, hoodie. Yeah. His Bill's hoodie. <laughs> Bill's yeah, hoodie, right. baby. Uh, you know what, guys? I got to tell his you. garment bag. I'm kind of surprised that the Bills are favored. Um, I, But I do think that our Cowboys solo, I hate to say it, but they can sometimes lose one that they should win. And I think this is going to be one of those. I'm taking the Bills. I agree. I agree with you. I, I, I think the Bills are going to win this. I, I yep. think the Cowboys' Just, run is going to end here. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it, baby. Yeah. Next Let's go. Up, Sunday night, solo, Ravens at the Jags. Ravens by three and a half. You know, for a second there, I can't, I can't remember the Uma Thurman line. I thought it would be easy. I forget what she says. Anyway, Kill Bill. I always screw it up. I got to look it up. Um, so the Ravens fighting for the one seed. Jags, you know, still fighting for their, you know, division. I got this weird feeling the Jags are going to win this game. Uh, I think everyone's going to pick the Ravens, but the three and a half. I'm going Jags here. I think I, I tend to pick them when they suck the week before, and then they usually bounce back. I'm taking a surprise with the Jags, and I'm so I suck on prime time, so I know I'm wrong. I man, this is a, I don't know who to take here, but I've, I think I'm just going to go with the Ravens because I think they're a better team, and I think the, the Jag, I think the Jags have peaked, so I'm taking the Ravens. Oh, man. This is a tough one, too. This is going to be a real fun game to watch. I'm feeling the Ravens on this one, folks. I'm feeling the Ravens. Ooh, Brett. Well, I just climbed out of my time machine, and I can tell you guys that the Ravens won the game 27-20. to So give me the Ravens minus three and a half. Whoa. Oh, great. Whoa. Island on a primetime game. Brett, can you? <laughs> That's a loss. Can you tell us some more so we can do some bets and win money? What? Who else won? <laughs> I could, but I, I have to intentionally lose some or else someone That's will catch true. on, which is why I'm still in third or uh, 
three games back. <laughs> Actually, Solo, that was a Sunday night game. You're nine and five. You have the best record on Sunday night oh. of all of us. All right, give me whatever Heath said. <laughs> no, no, I'll take the Ravens. And the last game of the week, Monday night, the Eagles are going to play the Seahawks. The Eagles are favored by three. Mm. Oh, it went down to three, so that means there was some money on the Hawks. Yep, it was three and a half earlier, Mm. I believe. It was four in your thing? Or four. Okay, yep. I knew. I knew. I had. I wrote. Unless you make your own line. Unless you make your own (laughs) line. Yes. No, I do that after we pick (laughs) ourselves. Oh God, this game is. This was a tough one. Seahawks have lost three in a row. Eagles have given up thirty-seven points a game the last three weeks. But I think, God, I'm going to take the Eagles. I just. I got a feeling they're going to bounce back after that ass whipping the Cowboys gave them last week, and I don't really like the Seahawks right now. So I'm going to take the Eagles. Ando, I think the Seahawks have actually lost four in a row. Oh, you're right. I wrote in my notes they're trying to stop a four-game losing streak. So, wow, yes, you're, you're correct. This would be a five-game losing streak, which is going to happen because the Eagles are going to GRG. Bounce back! Hate to say it. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> joke, Eagles, joke. <laughs> well, normally Monday night home dogs do well. That's all I got. All right, Brett. So you going to Seattle? No, God, give me the Eagles, I guess. All right. Well, because I'm picking behind Brett and he's the best on Monday night, I said to myself, I'm going to pick whatever Brett picks. And everyone's picked the Eagles, but I still think I, there's no way. If they're if the Eagles lose, if the Cowboys beat the Bills and then the Eagles lose on Sunday night, then it is the Cowboys' year. But it won't happen. The Cowboys are going to lose by Dak stepping out of bounds on a two-point conversion, and then the Eagles will dominate. So give me the cry, Eagles cry. I'll take just, the Just to reiterate, Solo, on Monday night games, Brett is 14-3. and three, You are 5-12. and 12. <laughs> so one of us wow i'm five and 12 on yes nights. yes and brett is 14 and three that's, that's very impressive very so impressive. that's where that's where i am yeah your your yeah, thursday night my, games you're eight and six you solo you're it's just monday night is your that's your achilles heel <laughs> that's fucking terrible <laughs> oh my god so, so if you take that out my record, take yeah. that out. That's the only reason I'm in the race for, yep. against you right now. Only my record would be one in one oh four and eighty four. Yeah, wow, I'd be twenty games over five hundred if I didn't have to pick Monday night. <laughs> and you'd be way ahead of me and Brett. And well, actually, you'd still be about the Jesus. same because Axel's not very good on Monday night either. Oh, but. Brett would be out of it if we didn't do Monday nights. Brett would be out. Of it. That's yeah. It's I'd be way out of it. Yeah. So, yes, oh I will write in Seahawks for you, Solo. No, no. I said the Eagles. Oh, you did say the Eagles. I did say the Eagles. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was too busy no, no, waiting no, no. to drop that stat. I didn't listen to what you said. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I took the Eagles. I took <laughs> the Eagles. Honest. I actually I want to win a game on Monday night. All right. All that's right. It. Well, uh, gents. Oh, Brett. Yes. 
<sighs> no, I, I, I was debating changing my pick to the Seahawks, but I'm going to oh. keep the Eagles. It's tempting, but I'm keeping the Eagles. No, I, yeah, you don't want to mess up your mojo on Monday nights because I don't think you've ever switched a pick when you've been on this run. So, all right, guys. So we've avoided it as long as we can, but we have to do the love seat. We got a lot of college to catch up on. So Axel Foley, I don't know if you want to just leave and say good night, guys. Um, I think he's already gone because he's probably already gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll say yeah, I'll say good night because you guys do have a lot to cover. So yeah, I want so, you to take your time, have fun. Just text me when you're. It, you can just. It doesn't matter the thing if the thing runs out. You you got do whatever you want. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll catch you next week. Ando and I also have the finale of murder at the end of the world happening next week. Maybe solo is going to be our guest on that. Who knows? We could have a twofer for the, for you anyway. Peace out to you, Brett. Happy birthday. Ando later. Thank solo. You. I'm out. <laughs> I think go screw yourself. Solo. That's all. <laughs> I love you. Axel. Okay. All right, gents. Well, to be fair, we so a couple weeks ago, he did. You did tell him to fuck yourself. Yeah, I think you said actually go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I did. I think I did. I did. I, but yeah, I did. I did. Poor Axel. He didn't deserve that. I think that was a Tahoe night, though. Uh, oh, it was that something was, that night. <laughs> oh, that was Tahoe and Grandma I think. Mix. Oh, nice. Yeah, that 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 was a rough. That was yeah. That was a rough, rough one. <laughs> what the hell is that? There's a fucking weird horn on my shirt. Oh, I, yeah, I heard it. It's like Bozo oh. the Clown's freaking horn. Do you hear it? It's a clown car. Jesus Christ. Is that the, is that the Love Seat's new theme music? <laughs> yeah, that's the new Love Seat. That was, meh, meh, we live on Love Sheet. That was our Love Seat anthem. So, all right. Oh, there it goes. It, 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 what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Does he know that we're on a podcast right now? I really want someone to come out of the fucking building. My God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, what the hell? If I was on the pod, I'd be yelling some Italian-American obscenities at those mamalukes. All right. Lachlan, cover your ears. Yeah, cover your ears. (laughs) All right. So the love seat. All right. And this is what I want to ask last week, but I had stomach issues, so we had to go. <laughs> but I'm feeling good today. Um, so championship weekend ended. Of course, we get all the bowl bids. Uh, the the playoffs are set. First thing I want to ask, Brett, it's been a couple of weeks. I, I know it was a tough for your Georgia losing to Alabama. Uh, was it 27-24? Was that the score? Oh uh, yeah, well, that's right. Who cares, right? You don't care. Um, yeah. Uh, have you survived? How you doing? I know Georgia's back-to-back champs, and they're not in the playoff. Uh, so w- what we have is number four Bama at Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Mich- uh, Michigan's number one, uh, and number three Texas at number two Washington in the Sugar. I just want to say this before we get to Brett's. Georgia take and everything. I think I'm so pissed Alabama won as Brett's even more pissed. But I think the reason Florida State, the real reason Florida State was left out, I know they talk about their quarterbacks hurt, 
but they wanted, they had to put in Bama. The committee had to put in Bama because that's what they do. And if they put in Bama, they had to put Texas in because Texas beat Bama. Because if they didn't do that, it would say that regular season means nothing. And I think that's, well, they're still saying that with Florida State being undefeated. But I think that was the main issue. I mean, they could say, I guess, basically, they should have, I think they should have left Alabama out personally. And they couldn't do that. They didn't have the balls to do it because they have to put an SEC team, which, I'm not going to argue that's a good reason, but I'm, I want to get your guys' take on this. But I just feel that because they had to put Bama in, they had to put Texas in, or else you would have Texas and Florida State. And but then I don't know. And Brett, take it away. I I I'm mad. My nephew failed us. Yeah, it still stings thinking about that game. Um... 29 game winning streak snapped. Everything was in front of Georgia as far as trying to three peat. So that's a tough, uh, that was, that was a tough result for sure. Um, the, as far as the playoff seating uh, and selections, I think it comes down to, like you said, they didn't have the balls to keep the SEC out. And, I've always been I know they've always said that the uh the four best teams are 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 who's going to be selected not necessarily the four most deserving but that has not been the case over time it has always been mm-hmm. pretty much always been the four most deserving because two losses immediately eliminated you even when you won your championship and another team with one loss didn't play for their conference championship the one loss team always got in ahead of the two loss team. And, right. and, you know, so it, it hasn't always been about the four best teams. It's been about the four most deserving, which I agree with. I think that's how it should be. I don't know why they, they have the rule about the four best teams. If it's the four best teams, you're going to be taking like the four, basically the four same teams or, or four of the, of the eight same teams every year, because, those are the powerhouses that that finish top five in recruiting, yada yada yada. As far if you're just looking at like talent and how good the team is, it's you know that's it's almost independent of how 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 do they look in a game. So year to year, the four most deserving, I believe, should go. So that's the philosophy they they've taken, and yet this year. Florida State was one of the most deserving teams, obviously finishing undefeated, and they did not take them. So they did not take the four most deserving. But if you're going to take the the four best, then Georgia should be in, because Correct. Georgia is has been the. I think even after like the Tennessee game, they said Georgia was clearly the number one team in the country as of that week's ratings. You know, like eleven games into the season. So basically, all year long, you've had Georgia number one. They've been number one for three years, and if you if you look at the point spreads, which I know is doesn't necessarily mean anything, but they would be favored against all four of those teams that made the playoffs on a neutral field. So you didn't go with the most four deserving, and you didn't go with the four best. So it's almost like the committee has just lost their credibility. What are they doing? They don't have, like you said, they don't have the balls to keep the SEC team out. Every year they they say that, that it's a clean slate that 
previous years don't matter. That was the argument to keep Georgia out this year is because it didn't matter that they had won 29 games in a row. It was only about what they had done this year, even though this year you could argue they were right there near the top or at the top. But that should also apply to conferences just because the SEC has won you know, 13 of 17 or whatever the number is, uh, championships doesn't mean that they automatically get a spot at the table every single year. Every year is different, right? So if you're going to put Texas ahead of Alabama because they beat them head to head, or maybe you actually think Texas is better than Alabama, which I would argue, I think Texas is better than Alabama. Um, then put Texas in and leave Alabama out and put Florida State in. So I don't know what they're doing. If you're if you're going to put the four best teams in, then uh, you know pick one of those four teams and put Georgia in. So so it's like it's it's kind of it kind of sucks because I I don't think also the fact that they have like secret ballots that there there's no transparency. It's hard to kind of dissect what the pattern is what they're going to do. Like I, I think about umpires in baseball where they all have their kind of their own strike zone, but you can, you, you can um, scout that, you know, and kind of know, especially like one inning into the game, you're going to kind of know what, what the uh, strike zone is with this committee. You have no idea which way they're going to go based on previous years or even previous rankings this year. They have Florida right. state in the top four, Every single ranking, every single one, they had them in the top four ahead of Washington for some reason. I didn't agree with it. I would have, <laughs> I would have put Washington ahead of Michigan and Florida State if I were ranking them, but that's not how they had it. So there's, there's, I, I feel like they have a credibility issue. And people say that next <laughs> year's not going to matter because they're going to 12 teams. I still think it does matter because that 11th team versus the 12th team, that's going to be a huge argument next year. I mean, this year it's not a big argument whether you put Oklahoma, Ole Miss, or Penn State ahead of each other. But next year, that's going to mean everything to them because any of those teams could beat a top-tier team. In fact, they have. Oklahoma has beat Texas this year. Ole Miss gave Alabama a game this year. You know, so those teams – will occasionally upset higher seeded teams next you know in the 12 team playoff right, right so the credibility of picking the the 12 best teams is still going to be an issue next year and i don't see how the committee has much credibility right now those are my thoughts no some great thoughts brett um yeah i mean i mean i would have been okay even if you know you left alabama and put georgia in number 4 over florida state but you know i i kn- you know, it's just, it's just the whole Alabama thing, the Nick Saban thing. I, it's all, a lot of it's political too, and it's bullshit. And, you know, we've been trying it. we did it with, you know, the polls, the polls used to be fun because back in the day, you know, you, you had more regions, you, you, you had matchups and bowl games. And then it was like, you had to like, people love to sit around and debate who was the number one team. That was like the thing with college football. Then it got to a point where, there's more viewership and more money at stake. It's like, no, we want a flat out national champion. 
And so then they, they try to do it with computers and, and that BCS stuff. And I remember the year when Miami beat Nebraska. Nebraska should not have been in that, but they didn't even make their conference championship game, but they they still made it in, you know, because the Colorado lost or something, whatever that was. And it's just, it's unfortunately, I mean, yeah, you, you finally next year will have more playoff teams. Great. But you're always going to have that cutoff and who's deserving. And it's like, will the undefeated, you know, Liberty team get a chance to go to the playoffs or not. And then with realignment and everyone leaving at every conference, it's, it's, it's going to be wacky. Ando, any, any thoughts on this whole, I, I have Shaboom. I have lots of thoughts, and I was I'm glad we waited a week to talk about this. Actually, that was part of why last week I'm like, let's just wait because this whole thing just pisses me off, and I don't it's I don't even know what to be pissed off at. That's part of the problem, Brett. You're 100 percent right when you say this committee has zero credibility, and like oh, a lot of this stuff, I don't even know. Because I totally agree the best four teams should be in there. But they can't even figure out who the best four teams are. Like, just for not, – I'm, not, I'm just going to use this basically as a, as a devil's advocate kind of argument. But, like, saying, say if Georgia is the best team or one of the best four teams, if you go by the logic of the ranking committee, Georgia's only loss was basically against Alabama, basically a home game for Georgia because it was played there. Ohio State only has one loss to the number one ranked team on the road, and they lost by six. So shouldn't and and Ohio State is ranked seventh. I mean, by the by their own logic, Ohio State should be ranked higher if their only loss is a road loss by six points to the number one ranked team. Shouldn't Ohio State be higher too? I mean, it's not. I don't think Ohio State deserves to be in there, but by that logic, that's how that should work. It's just I think you're definitely right with as they're afraid of the SEC, they're afraid of ESPN because of the. The, all the playoff games are on ESPN and ESPN has all the SEC games next year. So of course they want SEC there. It's I, I don't, I, I was so mad after this whole thing came out. I I read the, read the rule book. Like you said, it says in the book, take the four best teams and you're supposed to take into account injuries and all that stuff. But at the same time, why did Florida, why was Florida state ranked ahead of them the entire time? And then they get leapfrogged by a one loss team. It just doesn't, I don't know. It's the whole the whole committee is fucking dumb. I hate the committee, and I think it I think it will be better next year, even with the twelve teams. Just because, yeah, there is going to be an argument between the ninth, tenth, and thirteenth and fourteenth teams or whatever. But at least we're going to have the top seven or eight teams are all going to make. I mean, what I would think would be the top seven. There's still going to be controversy. I don't think it will be as bad as this. It's still not the right right way to do it. But I don't know. I my, my even a week later, I'm still just. The whole thing is just, I don't understand it at all. I don't understand. There must be so much political bullshit going on behind the scenes that we don't see. It's the only way I can make sense of how crazy some of these thoughts are. Oh, wait. Some Ando, of these rankings wait. are. They all watch the games together in the last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes it up. That makes up for Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. Holding court. Like they, had, they had their own rules, which I know a head to head should be important. So it's like, they have to put Alabama in instead of Georgia. They have to put Texas in ahead of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Well, like but if it's about who's the State best State teams, State, same thing. Yeah, it's... right. But, but if it's about who's the best teams, Georgia, you could still argue that Georgia is a better team than Alabama. As crazy as it sounds, that they were just on the field and Alabama won. That was a fluky game. I don't know if you do you take into account like there is there is a huge 
botched officiating mistake at the end of the first half where they did not review a ball that looked like it hit the ground. It was a fourth and eight. If they, if they, and, and they didn't even stop to look at it. If they just stop the, the game and look at that play, it's probably overturned. Georgia has the ball at midfield down by a three. It's probably with it like a minute left. It's probably a tie game at halftime. Instead, it's a 10 point Alabama lead at halftime. That's a 10 point swing. I, I don't think there's any of, screwed up. There is no way they take fluky things into effect because the look at Alabama the week before with Auburn, the fluke there. I mean, they right. shouldn't have won that game either. So it's so and I, I mean, uh, yeah. And, and and you know, so and Alabama's one loss is by well, 10 points, but I think it was like a 17 point game with a few minutes left at home. Yeah, they were destroyed. They played close games all year long against Arkansas, LSU. You could argue that Georgia is a better team than Alabama, despite that result. But they're not going to put Alabama or Georgia ahead of Alabama. That's just one of their rules. So it's not mm-hmm. about the four best teams. It's like they're tied into these rules where they had to put Texas in ahead of Alabama. They had to put Alabama in ahead of Georgia. And but one of their rules apparently is not going undefeated. <laughs> As yeah, even one, sure. even the, a team that you rank top four all year long goes undefeated, doesn't lose a game, and you're but you're willing to drop them to fifth in a supposed power five conference too. I mean, if I was the ACC, I'd feel like I was. It's a power four. I mean, what, what a power five conference and a team goes undefeated and doesn't get in. It's just yeah. something I, there just I, isn't. And you drop number one that. to number six. So Georgia fell all the way to number six, and number seven and eight jumped all the way up to three and four. Yeah, I hate the fact that they because Florida State lost their quarterback. What does that say about the rest of the team and mm-hmm. what they've accomplished and how they shut down this Louisville offense? And like that, I mean, yeah, okay, if they're the fourth seed, Michigan could be fit, but they could possibly beat Michigan. If that defense is that good, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's 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 BS. It's like the, the, what's the point? I mean, you know, what you know, a running back gets hurt, are you you're not putting them in? Or you putting them in? You are probably putting them in, you know. So it, it, it just it, it 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 just stinks. That's what it comes down to, gentlemen. And of course, it, it's Alabama has to be freaking. I mean, I'm not a Florida State fan at all. I can't stand Florida State, but I'm still like upset for them. Um, right. and, no, I'm not a fan you know, either. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like none of these teams that are in there, I'm not really a fan of any of these teams. I just, I hate the fact that there is no, it just, it's like chaos. And it seems like t- teams are pushing their way in that that shouldn't be in. And it's just, I don't, I don't, they don't I'm have room for Washington. I'm rooting for either. Washington. I'm rooting for Washington, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. So am I, I guess. Uh, yeah. You're right. The, the no accountability, no explaining anything. It's just, uh, yeah. The, the whole thing, I just, the whole thing makes me feel gross. Ooh, gross. Uh, I haven't heard that word in a while. Yeah, well, I, I live with a six-and-a-half-year-old, so I... <laughs> gross! Yeah, grody. I got all kinds of fun ones. Grody. I'll have to try and grody bring them up more often. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah I just... Gr- gross sales is the only thing. I, anyway, um, <laughs> so... So, Jaden Daniels won the Heisman LSU quarterback. Three losses, but they gave it to the best player. I mean, you could say Marvin Harrison... Uh, who was the other finalists? I forget now. Penix, Michael Penix, and McCarthy? No. No, not McCarthy. Penix and uh, what's the other one? Why am I not? Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Oh, Nix, yeah. 
So and my question is, you remember when we were kids, the Heisman was such a big deal. It was like the crew de gras. I mean, it was so big. I just feel like it's not, and I don't know why, but do you guys feel the Heisman winning the Heisman trophy is as big as it used to be just in the, you know, the eyes of, I mean, maybe it could be because I was a kid. I don't know, but I just, you know, I always thought it was such a big deal. Uh, it was funny though. One year, uh, it's the one time they've done this. So ESPN classic, when that was a thing, I don't even think it's still a thing. Probably not. After the Heisman, they would show like a couple of games of whoever won the Heisman. Right. And so one year, I forget which year it was. It was like mid 2000s. The Heisman, it hadn't happened yet. And they already programmed like two Oklahoma games. <laughs> so it was like, uh, I think White won that year. Or I, I don't know if it was him, but it was someone like that. It might even have been um Carson Palmer maybe or something I, I I don't remember but they already put the programming up before the Heisman was announced <laughs> like before and I'm like well let's see if this and sure enough that's exactly what happened that they did that one year I was like damn it I wish I was a betting guy because <laughs> anyway so what are your thoughts the Heisman still as big as it once was I think it's been, I think it's, I don't know if it's not watered down isn't the right word. I think it might just be more that the NFL is such a bigger deal now. And right when we were kids, college was, a, the the it was still always behind NFL, but it wasn't, the gap wasn't quite as big. I mean, now even on Saturdays, it's all about what's happening in the NFL games. It's not so much, college is still big, but not like the NFL is. And I think that might be, have something to do with it. Because like, just looking back over the years, the, there's been quite a few good winners the last 10 years. I mean, there's a lot of guys, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Derek Henry. I mean, there's, there's some big time guys mm. that went on to be good in the pros, but I mean, I think it's, I don't, I think that's part of it. It's just the college doesn't dominate like it used to. I, I Maybe that's just my imagination. I don't know. It doesn't feel as big to me, but I think some of that might just be the kids thing too. Like when I was a kid, people like Bo Jackson were winning. I mean, larger than life yeah. kind of superhero yeah. type guys. So Gino Toretta. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Rashawn yes, Gino. Yes. Yeah, I don't, Rashawn yeah. Charlie Ward. You don't Ty Detmer. Come on. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Ward. But yeah, what about you, Brett? Do, what, I mean, you're more. I mean, you're more in the thick of the college life and just the fandom of Georgia being so close. What 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 is your yeah. feelings? Georgia hasn't had a Heisman winner since uh, Herschel Walker, and they I think they've only had like two finalists of the last wow. forty plus years. That's crazy! Oh my god! <clears throat> yeah, um, Eric Zaire yeah. didn't. Uh... No, nah, I don't think he was a finalist. <laughs> Garrison <laughs> well, Hurst Keel. and uh, Keel. was Blair Keel another oh, Garrison Hurst. I haven't heard that name forever. <laughs> yeah. Garrison Hurst lost out to Gina Toretta. And uh, the, I think the only other finalist was Stetson Bennett last year. And he oh, wasn't going right. to win it, but. Yeah, that was kind of know, he was, odd to how great they were. Yeah, he's a top five, I guess. Um, yeah, I, when I was a kid, it seemed like a bigger deal, like y'all are saying. I don't know if it's just me, like, just not caring as much about it anymore, or if it's. If, if it's actually the, the kind of how it, how it is, I know ESPN makes a much bigger show 
out of it than they used to. Um, but every, you know, everything in the media is kind of overblown. Yeah. That show last week was like an hour long and it was like a minute and a half at the end where they announced the winner. Yeah. yeah that's how it is. It's yeah. all meeting with the team and their families and showing clips. I just, and I just wish more non quarterbacks uh, were nominated and even like non offensive players. Like I wish I'd see defensive players or like off, yeah. you know, linebackers or, or wasn't uh, Orlando even, Pace even like line one year. Or, I think, I think he might yeah, have been think, in the 90s. I think Pace was. Yeah. yeah. Might have been one of the so. last offensive linemen to be nominated. But you're right. I mean, Woodson won at 97. They actually did a 30 for 30 on the 97 mm-hmm. Heisman race. I got it recorded. I got to watch it. Because um, I remember it was supposed to be Peyton Manning, and then all of a sudden Woodson uh, won it. That's um, right. Uh, yeah. Was it Clown? Yeah. Was Clown uh, a finalist? I, I don't. I, I can't remember. But I, I think. No, I because think it, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. I don't think he was because his last year he played like one game and then sat out the rest of the year or something. Um, but yeah. I don't know the year before. But anyway, what were you saying, Brett? I think I might care about it more if it occasionally went to players like that instead of always being like the quarterback. But I guess like the MVP awards kind of the same in the NFL. Yeah. It's just it is what it is. You know what? That's a great. I know they have the other college awards, but yeah. Throw in a freaking lineman who's been dominant. You know, don't, don't just, you know, unfortunately, I know it's grown. In the, it's a quarterback game, and they're the big stars. And look at a team didn't make the playoff because their quarterback got hurt. I mean, we're, we're at that point. But I do miss, you know, even a, you know, a running back. I think Devontae Smith is one as a wide receiver, but it's a quarterback all the time. Like, what about running backs? But I know mm-hmm. everything's changed with running backs. Um, but you know, it, it's, yeah, I, I'm with you. I guess, you know, Doug Flutie, Herschel Walker winning the Heisman, Bo Jackson. I mean, we were, I, I mean, I was a little kid, so it was like, oh, it was the best. Yeah, well, that was back when uh, Herschel ahead, ahead. Walker, Herschel Walker should have won it as a, as a true freshman. But that was yeah. back in the day when they did not, they just would not award it to freshmen or sophomores. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And nowadays that's perfectly fine. So Herschel definitely could have won more than one back if not you yeah. know if not for kind of like the voting habits of the media back then and uh yeah. woodson is the only defensive player to ever win the heisman jesus and really? he also part of the reason why he got it he also played some offense he played a little, little bit of wide receiver and right. he, he returned he kicks too so he had other things going on it's yeah. it's kind of it's, sadly the heisman has is a lot like the mvp is in the nfl i mean how often does the mvp not a quarterback and I mean, granted, a quarterback, a quarterback should be on one, on one of the top like four teams in the league. Yeah, I mean, a quarterback probably should be the MVP most years, but that doesn't mean it should never happen. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you, it, yeah, I agree that quarterback is typically the most valuable by by definition a player. But if if you're at a position and you're so far head and shoulders ahead of like the second best person at your position yep. in the entire league, then I think you should definitely get consideration and i I don't think that happens yeah i agree agree all right gents as we know and i gotta get my picks into brett's stupid college football bowl pool that i led the whole time last year and then got trounced at the end um anyway 
I just what I want to do is I'm just going <laughs> to rattle off all the bowls and the matchups and stop me if you want to make a comment. And you know, I purposely haven't even looked at hardly any of the matchups because I knew we were going to do this. So this will be fresh reactions okay. for most of these games for me. <laughs> so and I'll pause just to get out. Okay, so we have what used to be the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl is now the Starco Brands LA Bowl and I think Gronk is the front person for this sponsored by yes sponsored by gronkowski oh my god so so ucla bruins are taking on the boise state broncos um not a bad matchup i mean not they're not having the best years uh you should play there's bowl games on saturday oh yeah the way it lines up this year oh yeah that's the first day the way it lines up this year you're getting a lot of bowl games on saturdays so they're not as not as spread uh, all over. They're going to be out. competing. Yeah, you got to get your picks in, Ando. Yeah, I so they're going to be that. I got to get mine in too. And I saw the email. I didn't against NFL. I, I didn't click on the email yet because if I mark it as red, I'll I'll lose it somewhere. So I <laughs> okay. I saw it come in. I didn't realize the games were in two days. I'm going to have to. Yeah, no, I got I got to do mine too because I I want I want to I want to have some anguish as well. Um, <laughs> Andy's won the thing two out of the three years I've done it. I know. Because he's Ando, can you just put my name on your picks? And... Okay. Uh, the first uh, bowl sure. of the day on Saturday is the Myrtle Beach Bowl. We got six and Sith Georgia Southern against Ohio nine and three. Great. Yeah. <laughs> then we have the, the state of Georgia Seminole. has. I just real quick. The state of Georgia has oh. all four of its uh, Division One A eligible teams in a bowl this year: so Georgia State, oh. Georgia Southern, Georgia Tech, and Georgia. Have you seen the oh. other two besides Georgia Tech and Georgia play? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Do you know anything about them? Uh, no, not really. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> I wouldn't either. That was what I was asking. Well, I mean, I can occasionally I... hear about them like on sports talk radio, but I haven't ever really yeah. followed, followed along. Well, this one I know Andy's ready for. The Cricket Celebration Bowl, Howard versus Florida A&M. Yeah, oh, I'm right. I'm psyched for that one in Atlanta. It says on this list that I'm looking at. Yeah, it's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. So there you go. Uh, then we'll move over to the Superdome in New Orleans. We got Jackson State eight and four against Louisiana Raging Cajuns at six and six. Did Louisiana? Isn't that that's not U- University of Louisiana Lafayette? Uh, yes, it is. it is. Okay. Yeah. But are they called different or do they change it to Louisiana or is it just, yeah. I think they may have changed it um, or maybe that, or they prefer to go by that. By Louisiana. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of like okay. Cal, Cal is like University of California at Berkeley, but they. Right. They, right. Cal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we got, you know, the avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl in Orlando, Florida. Miami of Ohio, eleven and two out of the MAC against Appalachian State, eight and five. Oh, you know what? Go ahead and go back to that Jacksonville State Louisiana game. I have seen Louisiana play this year in person. They played the Gophers this year. Oh, Oh, did they really? That was the game I went to. The Gophers won thirty-five to twenty-four. I thought, like, guys, like that looks familiar. The Gophers scored thirty-five on Louisiana. That's not good. (laughs) That's true. It is not good. Anyways, they scored twenty four on Minnesota. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. let's let's not. Really, I, I shouldn't no, have brought that up. Team, so I, you know. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. Hey. So, anyways, continue solo. If if you want some crystal meth, you go to Albuquerque, New Mexico, <laughs> to the Asleta New Mexico Bowl, and New Mexico State has had a really good year, ten and four. They lost their conference title game, but they made it against Fresno State, eight and four. The Carr brothers alums. Um, yeah, I the go. There's a connection of the Gophers on this one too. The New Mexico State oh, head coach Christ. is well, it's Jerry Kill. Remember Jerry Kill? He was oh, the yeah. guy that had the stroke and the seizure on the sideline when he was here. Oh my God! He had, Jerry he, had he, he had got the team to like four or five straight bowl games. He was himself. yeah, he was doing really really well and had health issues, and it's a comeback mm. season for him at New Mexico State. So, ah. cool. so I know a little bit about that team this year. So wow, more than I and thought. Once again, two more teams. I don't. Know. Let's go down back to Louisiana to Shreveport, folks. For. The Radiance Technologies, the Independence Bowl. Independence yeah, Bowl used to be baby. a big bowl growing up. I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Cal Bears, six and six, playing the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Well, that's at least two Power Five teams. Yeah, yeah. This might be an interesting game. Over under is fifty six and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Brett's picking both of them in his pool. <laughs> <laughs> So he can get them, so he can negate the points like a monk would do. Probably do that. Uh, right. so I don't so finish in a negative. Like yeah, last year. yeah. That's oh. the slate on uh, Saturday, December sixteenth. So then the next bowl game we have one on Monday, December eighteenth. Uh, team that did well in the pool last year for me: Western Kentucky at seven and five, playing Old Dominion, six and six in the famous Toastery Bowl. In Charlotte, North Carolina, at Jerry Richardson Stadium. Well, Bailey Zappi ain't playing this game. He didn't <laughs> play last year either, I don't think. <laughs> Mike White ain't playing, ain't coming through that door. <laughs> well, I think Bailey Zappi was playing for the Patriots last year, wasn't he? <laughs> no, he was. He was. I, I, um, but no, I was, just, I was just looking at Western Kentucky alums. There's only two I know. All right. <laughs> then, and that's 1130 in the morning on the Pacific Coast time. So I could wake up, have some coffee, do some work, watch a little Western Kentucky at all. Yeah. Okay. Yay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday, be a yeah, it will be. Tuesday, December 19th. Let's go to Frisco, Texas, folks, to Toyota Stadium, where we got the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. We got UTSA, that's University of Texas at San Antonio. Versus they're eight and four versus Marshall, the herd at six and six. Randy Moss ain't coming through that door. Neither is Chad Penning. Any thoughts? No, they are. no. We, uh, we can keep keep it moving. Yeah. All right. Well, Thursday, December 21st. Here folks. we go. Here we go. We go down to Boca Raton for the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. South Florida at six and six against my Syracuse Orange. Syracuse Orange at six and six. Syracuse favored by three. Yeah, I feel a win coming. And Danny DeVito might be at. The, I mean, uh, Tommy Cutlets could be at the game. Who knows? <laughs> All right. And then let's move on to Friday. Oh, we got one game on Friday. Doesn't seem that bad. Um, we got the Union Home Mortgage. Gasparilla Bowl at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. We have from the state of Georgia, Georgia Tech, Yellow Jackets, six and six against the University of Central Florida 
What's their mascot? Knights. Knights. So we get the Knights. This is a home game for jacket in Tampa. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It is. And, Have you uh, seen Georgia is... Tech play with Brett? Are they are they any decent this year? Yes, they are. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty, pretty good. They're pretty skittish. Like they 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 lost to Bowling Green, but then they they beat uh, um uh, who am I blank? They beat North Carolina. They beat Miami. Ooh. They beat they they definitely. It's like they they're up they they upset when they're an underdog. But when they're favored, they get beat. Kind of kind play of to their like competition. Heavy. They beat Miami yeah. on that stupid running the ball. Yeah, they beat ball. Miami on that crazy like oh. crystal ball. Just oh, it down. that's right, game. that's right. And I mean, a win over North Carolina. They, I've seen them play a few times. North Carolina's good. Yeah, they they almost beat. Yeah, they they stumbled stumbled. Well, they're not great, but they're better than a lot yeah. of teams. <laughs> right. All right. So, then yeah. Saturday, December twenty third, we have a full slate of Saturday games. We got. One of my favorite bowls. I just doesn't matter who's playing. I just love it because it's in Hawaii, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl in Honolulu, Coastal Carolina seven and five against San Jose State seven and five. Grayson McCall isn't playing for Coastal Carolina. He's transferring, so I don't think he's playing. So yeah, that's the that's the tricky thing with these is to find out who's who's opted oh, out or transferred. Like, uh, there's a lot it's, of. It's a lot of bad shit. A lot of quarterbacks aren't playing. Uh, and then early that morning, we go to Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, baby, for the 76 Birmingham Bowl. Oh, I like that. 76 to gas. 76. It's not the 76th one. Oh, who knows? It could be. Uh, we got 11 and 2 Troy Trojans. They yes. The Trojans? Yes. yes. Against the 7 and 5 Duke Blue Devils, and Riley Leonard is transferring. To, is he going to Notre Dame or uh, I forget where he's going? Can't remember where he's USC. headed to. Yeah, I can't remember if he made a decision or not. So, yeah, we got a little Troy Duke action going on. Then we have the yeah, one Notre that Dame, Brett's been right. waiting for. You know what I mean? Now the one Brett's been waiting for, right across from Birmingham to Montgomery, Alabama, the Camella Bowl, Arkansas State six and six against Northern Illinois six and six. Brett's picking both those Oof. teams again. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Uh, that one I'm not even gonna consider. I'm gonna need to set aside a good hour to research teams here if I want to win this year. I don't have these yeah, games or what the it's, hell. It's, it's pretty rough. Uh and then we we go <laughs> back to Texas and Fort Worth for the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Got James Madison eleven and one versus Air Force eight and four. Air Force was undefeated and then went downhill quick. I think James Madison was ranked near the end of the season too, weren't they? Yeah, the, I guess. What's yeah. the rule? What's the rule? They because they transferred, they're on like a two-year probation or something. They, they couldn't make yeah, the they, playoff, but they no, can they, go they to could a bowl? not. They could not play in a bowl game except unless there were not enough teams to fill all the bowl bids, which which oh, was okay. the case. Yep, it was. So that's the only reason why they're playing. And one. two of those teams and the Gophers all got in because of that. They were none of them. <laughs> I can't remember who the other who the other team that's on the in the uh, probationary period, but there was one other one. And then the Gophers were five and seven, but since they were the they had the best academic record of all of the eligible teams, they they got <laughs> added too. Well, look James at Madison was undefeated until the, maybe their last game, so they were it, ranked no, there for a second. It was two before. There was one game I bet them on. I was back home, going to my reunion, and my buddy Mike Beitzel 
was a JMU grad. So I said, you know, I'm going to bet on JMU for you. And they freaking lost. Or was that, that sounds like when we podcast and you bet on the Gophers because you're friends with me. That doesn't, yeah, and that I, never turns out well either. Out for me. Doesn't work out for me too well. <laughs> um, or no, or maybe it was either that or I bet on him because my buddy was at the game and then he was showing me because I don't know if game day was there, but someone was there and he was showing me pictures. So I don't know, one of those, I freaking, yeah, they didn't freaking win. Um, the, let's go over to the, oh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise. That's usually the blue field, right? Georgia State, six and six against Utah State, six and six. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> These are fucking rocking it. <laughs> oh, um, my God. And you know what? Oh. One of the, one of these 6-6 six and six versus 6-6 six and six games, that's going to be where somebody wins the pool because one of those teams will blow the other team out and whoever picks them <laughs> is. Exactly. Well, no, you'll win the pool when you pick like that. You'll think you're going to win, and then you don't pick LSU against Purdue, and you get blown out of the water. <laughs> that's what happens. So just want to let you know about that. Okay. Stay, then, the stay away games might screw you. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, because right. Other other people may pass you by. Anyway, all right. And then we're gonna go. We're gonna, <laughs> God, there's so many bowls in Alabama. Mobile, Alabama, the '68 Ventures Bowl, Southern Alabama, six and six against Eastern Michigan, six and six. Southern Alabama is favored by sixteen and a half. Whoa! There's a pick <laughs> for you, Ando. Yep. Little Southern Alabama. The Southern Alabama Eastern Michigan or South win by Alabama. Four. Oh, South, South Alabama. Why is there a is there a difference? Yeah, I guess there yeah, could be. Yeah, they're called. I, I don't know. I don't South know why Alabama. I stopped the podcast to say that, but yeah, I, think <laughs> yeah, like, I have no idea. Well, you could tell, tell me that, Brett, and I would say sure. <laughs> There's probably if they have a South Alabama and a Southern Alabama, I'm going to lose my shit. All right, <laughs> they need to play each other in a bowl. If that's the case, yeah, right. <laughs> and then the final bowl on Saturday night. Uh, it's the Las Vegas Bowl by SRS Distribution. Las Vegas Bowl. You got the eight and four Utah Utes against Northwestern, seven and five. What's the over under on that game, Solo? Do you have it in front? Forty one and a half. Forty one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Northwestern doesn't doesn't exactly I mean, what I would call having a like a coherent offense. So right, and Utah doesn't even have like do they have their quarterbacks? I mean, I don't, I don't know. They're favored mm-hmm. by six and a half Utah. I could see Northwestern winning this game. I don't know why, but I could see it. <laughs> so then because of the football slate on Christmas Eve day and Christmas, uh, we have no bowl games. And then Tuesday is when we start kind of the week of a bunch of games on week. Did you do the Hawaii so, ball? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad you were listening. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah okay. Solo said that's his favorite game of the year, playing in Hawaii. Well, that's the last game of that of that day. Yeah, he said that first, though, for that okay. day. Yeah, on you're, you're not even going man. in order. You're confusing me. No, you know why? You know why? <laughs> you know why? Because there's certain teams I have in my favorites that I like to follow, so their games pop up first on the day. So that's why the oh, UCLA yeah. Boise State popped up because I have UCLA in my. You're logged into your ESPN account or wherever you're reading it. Yeah, from. that that's you're a big, you're a big so. fan of Coastal Carolina. I understand. Actually, well, I was following Grayson McCall, the quarterback. Yeah, that's why. Okay, that's Sorry. why. I, yeah, they have a Sorry. green field. I I like weird schools. It's just it's kind of weird. Anyway, so Tuesday. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little weird when I I follow weird. Every year I pick. 
some quarterbacks or some teams I want to follow and you know, back when I used to play video games a lot and I had one of the NCAA football games, I purposely picked Boise State just so I could play on the blue field for like exactly. four, a four so year green dynasty. field. I, I get it. Made a run two years ago. I was like, I was in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of being in, I remember I was watching a lot of Bowling Green when Omar Jacobs was the quarterback. Uh, I think that's when Ben, Big Ben, was at Miami of Ohio. I was watching a lot of mm-hmm. Mac games then. But uh, so at Ford Field, the Quick Lane Bowl. We got Bowling Green seven and five against the Minnesota Gophers five and seven. As Ando, I think, said to me, yeah, so great to go to a bowl game in Detroit. Yeah, bowl game in Detroit on a weekday, non-holiday in December in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. so in the afternoon, Minnesota's favored by three and a half, over under 38 and a half. That that spread might be too high. The Gophers starting quarterback uh transferred out. There, there, this uh, this game could be this could be real ugly. Well, like I now, said, are you going to watch Bowling Green it? went down to Atlanta and beat Georgia Tech by like twenty points or something? Ooh, really? I'll still I'll still watch it because it's still the Gophers. I mean, it's still yeah, still my team. I'll still watch it. I don't I don't have a very I don't have a very good feeling about this game, but I'll still watch it. I haven't done much research uh, on Bowling Green, but what you told me just now doesn't make my doesn't make me feel any better about the Gophers. You chances. watch Brett. Me and well, Ando both picking Bowling Green, and we're going to screw us because we listen to you. <laughs> All right. Well, two more games that day. Uh, another afternooner. Uh, the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl in Dallas, Texas. We have Texas State at 7-5 and five against Rice at 6-6. Six and six. Battle of Texas. Yeah, you just yawned. That's exactly what the rest of the country is going to Forgot to hit the mute button. Sorry. You couldn't have timed that any more perfect, Brett. I'm going to give you guys a free win in the pool. This next game, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. Kansas, 8-4 and four against UNLV, 9-4. and four. Kansas is going to trounce them. They're going to trounce them. UNLV is bad. I've watched a couple of UNLV games. They don't impress me much. Like Shania Twain said, that don't impress me much. You're um, picking Kansas minus 12 and a half? Well, no. I mean, I'm picking them for the pool. Oh, I hope okay. they win by 40. I'm not going to bet on it. No. No, okay. No, I don't have that much freaking. I think Kansas <laughs> has got Maybe a, I will. I think Kansas might have a decent win in there somewhere, too. Yeah, they they did they eight and four. That's tough. a pretty good record in the Big yeah, Twelve. Yeah, they had a pretty decent year. Didn't they play Texas close? Well, they beat Oklahoma. No, they beat they Oklahoma. Did not play Texas close. No, Texas they got they, they got whipped. But yeah, they beat <laughs> Oklahoma. That's a that's a big win. Yeah, they're gonna beat UNLV. Yeah, that, that's that gonna win it. me the pool, Brett. Yeah. This game, they beat UCF by twenty nine points. Yeah, it looks like they got a pretty decent. They hit the forties and fifties. I gotta do my research times. tomorrow. Yep, I will okay. be doing research too. <laughs> All right, Wednesday, as my wife is probably saying, what the hell? These guys have been talking since dinner time. Uh, so we'll tr- I'll try to go a little faster. Uh, let, let's watch this uh, Duke Mayo, Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. You got North Carolina 8-4 and four against West Virginia 8-4. and four. No Drake May. He's not playing in the bowl game. Hmm. And I didn't see any West Virginia, to be honest, this year. He doesn't. Either. He just doesn't want to be doused with the mayonnaise. That's the only reason why. Yeah, that's why. That's why. And it's in Charlotte. You would think, why well, go play, dude? But yeah, well, he's believing all the hype of being a number one or two pick overall. Yeah. Um. 
I'm skipping ahead, but the actually I'll go I'll go down. The actually the game earlier that day. Why would why would they do that? Because I'm not, okay. I guess I'm, I was following North Carolina and USC. Um, <laughs> in Annapolis, Maryland, you got the military bowl presented by GoBowling.com. Not the GoBowling military bowl. It's the military bowl presented by. I mean the by GoBowling.com. Vatech at six and six against Tulane eleven and two. Vatech's favored by eight. Hmm. Ooh, wow! Yeah, yeah. I was shocked. Um, yeah. then. So then we got two night games, one on Fox and one on ESPN. On Fox is the DirecTV Holiday Bowl, always a fun one. San Diego, California, Petco Park. We got Louisville Cardinals, or yeah, Stanford Cardinal, Louisville Cardinals against the USC Trojans, seven and five. No Caleb Williams. Um, Louisville looked awful against Florida State. USC has a terrible defense. Louisville's favored by seven and a half. They looked awful against Kentucky as well. Just two games yeah. ago, they looked awful. So, Ando pick that's, Louisville. That one, that might be, that sounds like a big time stay away game right there. Oof, and, I didn't tell. Ooh, then we got a good one. We got the Tax Act Texas Bowl in Houston, Texas. Texas A&M, seven and five against Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy at nine and four. It's not a bad game. Former Big 12 rivalry. matchup. Yeah. 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 Finally getting into some of these ranked teams. I know. That's where we do. And as we move on to Thursday, this is a good slate for Heath Solo. Heath Solo, this might be one of my favorite days. So at 8 a.m. Pacific time, Fenway Park in Boston. We got the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. SMU against Boston College, baby. Good matchup. Not really, but... It's at Fenway Park, and I like SMU. And I was waiting to be convinced as to why that was a good matchup solo. So, really, isn't it? Really, isn't it? <laughs> Just I kind of like, I don't know, SMU and BC, uh, SMU coming to the ACC next year. Just, SMU, I kind of like them. Uh, and then right after that, or oh right, we got we got around the couch bowl, baby. Well, if we count it, we haven't decided yet. We got Axel's Rutgers six and six. Against the Miami Hurricanes, seven and five in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, little Rutgers Miami baby. Get ready for some um, slips and falls. In the- yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, oh, yeah. I was about to say no. It's not the the weather forecast. Not that bad because I saw tickets as low as sixty four. So. I- Dollars. I was thinking it was sixty-four degrees. Okay, yeah, this will be a lot of slips and snow. And this game is the argument against uh, people saying get rid of all synthetic turf and put only grass in. Well, this is these are some of the games that you would get. These two, both these two games, both being in baseball stadiums, have me a little, little. I mean, we saw what the Yankee Stadium was like last year for the Gophers in Syracuse, and the Fenway Park game too. It's the same. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah. And you have two bad teams. To play. Um, uh, and then later that afternoon, we have the Pop-Tarts Bowl, the inaugural Pop-Tarts Bowl. I guess they changed a former bowl in Orlando, Florida. So it used to be like the Camping World Bowl or whatever. Uh, no, it was, number... the, uh, it was the uh, Cheez-Its Bowl. Oh, yes, the Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its. Bowl. That's right. Camping World Stadium is where they play. Yeah. I thought maybe one year it was the Camping World Cheez-Its Bowl or something. It, it probably no, it was. wasn't. You're right. It was the Cheez-Its. 
It was tickets as low as forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the SMU Boston College tickets as low as thirty because no one wants to go to that. Um, so we have NC State nine and three against Kansas State eight and four. That'll be a good game. Yeah, that's yeah an interesting one. And then this one, I think it, this one might be the best of the day. Uh, let's go down to the Valero Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, Texas. All right, we got Arizona nine and three against Oklahoma ten and two. It's a good matchup. Yeah, for a Thursday, while we're just yeah. sitting around drinking and eating and doing nothing. Arizona's mm-hmm. on fire too. They're favored, but I know, I know. Arizona's favored in that, huh? See, I wanted to pick them, in the, and then I'm like, wow, it is Oklahoma. Because I was hoping they would play someone shittier. But all right, we're going to move on to Friday, December 29th. Uh, we got some big games this day, big, big games. So let's go in the morning. We'll go at the request, request of Brett, um, 9 a.m. We go down to Jackson. Florida. And this is all Pacific time, folks. So I had three hours or and it was two hours or one hour or whatever the hell it is. We've got two. the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. <laughs> Usually a New Year's Day game. Two, two hours ago. But we have Clemson, eight and four against Kentucky, seven and five. It's a nice morning game on Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, oh, a rematch of the Chad Johnson. TJ Hushman's Audible, where they killed Notre Dame. We go to El Paso, Texas for the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. The, the one game CBS carries about all the bowl games. I always, some years I forget it because I don't look at CBS. I'm like, oh, uh, Oregon State, eight and four against Notre Dame, nine and three. Uh, Oregon State, the coach left. I think the quarterback left. I don't know. Every other team in the conference left. Every other team, <laughs> yeah. they're left. They're left. They're going to be an independent. What are they going to do? Oregon State and Washington State. I think they have announced that for next year they um, will play basically Pac-2? a bunch of Mountain West, a bunch of Mountain West teams. That because that's yeah. And but, but they're gonna they're gonna retain the Pac-12 name for oh. for the time being. Huh. So so if you wow. finish last in the Pac-12, you're you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, you know, I feel bad for the fans of those and the alumni of those two schools. What a shit thing to happen. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I, I'm going to miss, I mean, I am I love the weather in the Pacific Northwest. And I love seeing those late matchups. I mean, you still may get some of those matchups, but, like, it kind of sucks. Uh, I, don't, I, hate, I hate what they're doing. Um, and then the afternoon, if you're if you go to AutoZone, you can watch the Liberty Bowl on Memphis, Tennessee. Got Memphis nine and three against Iowa State seven and five. Iowa State's favored by eight and a half. And that game's in Memphis. Yeah. Wow. I got to do a lot of research here. <laughs> yeah, you know, or just say screw it and 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 that night just say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some bourbon and I'm gonna go to AT and T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, home of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry World. It's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic on a Friday night in December. That's weird to me. Number nine, Missouri, ten and two against Ohio State Buckeyes at eleven and one. Everyone's been leaving Ohio State in the transfer portal. Why do you think? That's a good question. 
I don't why know what the, I don't it's know what's going weird. on there. The it's quarterback left, a bunch of players, and then Marvin Harrison says, "Oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. You ain't staying at Ohio State. You're gonna be no. a top three pick in the draft." Well, there's been rumors going around that he supposedly was offered like 20 million nil stuff to stay at school. Oh shit! Why? Oh, I would do that. <laughs> yeah, that's then go make I, a ton. The thing I had seen was that it was supposedly almost as much or as much as his rookie contract would be in the NFL. Jesus. You know what he should do? He should go where his pops went, Syracuse, and play a year at Syracuse. That, That's what he should do. That that would be uh that'd be pretty big for you. <laughs> oh, then all of a sudden we'd get like I don't know, then everyone would transfer there. And we'd yeah, you'd have one of those quarterbacks that Texas is stashing, or one of those guys would all of a sudden Look at Arch Manning says yeah. screw it. Pops, yep. I'm going to freaking Syracuse with Marvin. I'm not waiting any longer. I would. That would be my wet dream. I'd be like, I'd I'd fly to a few games. That's how. <laughs> uh, anyway, that ain't happening. Then, oh, the third Saturday of bowl season, we have some big, big ones, folks. But I'm going to go in order of the time for Brett, so we can follow along. 9 a.m. Pacific time. We have the Chick Villa. <laughs> Uh, I guess it's it's Chick-fil-A. It looks like Phila to me. The Peach Bowl, folks. I'm glad it's the Peach Bowl, not the Chick-fil-A Bowl. I like the Peach Bowl name. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, tickets as low as $71. Number 11, Ole Miss. Playing Penn State, 10-2. and two. I like it. Yeah, that's a good, good matchup. That's a good matchup. Yeah, real good matchup. And then, as you're strolling along in your PJs, you can click on over to ABC, go down to Nashville, Tennessee for the trans perfect. Oh, I thought I was going to say transgender, trans perfect Music City Bowl. Sorry, I almost misread that. You got six and six Auburn against seven and five Maryland. Yeah, is Tua's kid, uh, Tua's kid, Tua's brother, brother going to play in that game? I think I haven't heard anything about him leaving, so I'm. Yeah. I'm and I'm, sure. I'm 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 going to skip this next game and save it for last. And I'm going to go over to the CW network folks, because when you go down to Tucson, Arizona, said Tuscan, Arizona, Tucson, Arizona for the barstool sports, Arizona bowl, you get 11 and two Toledo against eight and four Wyoming. <laughs> so get onto that CW network, but then 1 PM on Saturday, this is not even prime time. Oh, because the Cowboys play the lions that night. That's why. Well, let's go to the Capital One Orange Bowl, folks. Oh, yeah. Let's go to Miami Gardens, Florida, Hard Rock Stadium, and my pick of my second pick of the year, the number six Georgia Bulldogs play Florida State Seminoles. Georgia favored by two touchdowns. Everyone in Brett's pool, because they're all from Georgia, they're going to pick Georgia, right? So go, Georgia. How do you feel, Brett? Welcome to East Georgia. Oh, no, we can't end the pod yet. Oh, he's connecting to audio. We lost him for a oh, second. Okay. okay. Yeah, we got to wrap this up soon. Yeah, we should. Wait, maybe we should just roll through these suckers. Let's roll through, and when he gets back, we'll, we'll go back to the Georgia game. Yep. Uh, then Monday, January 1st uh, is a big, big bowl day. We got the two semifinal games. Save those for last. Uh, in the morning, we got um, at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, we got the Relia Quest Bowl. We got Wisconsin 7-5 against LSU 9-3. Um, so 
LSU should. I don't know if Daniels is playing. Is he going to play in that game? I, you know, I haven't heard. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't haven't, I haven't heard anything about that actually, but Wisconsin's a pretty beatable team this year. So, yeah. Um, and then in Glendale, Arizona, you got the Fiesta Bowl, the verbal Fiesta Bowl by Brett, uh, Liberty, 23rd ranked Liberty, undefeated against Oregon, 11 and 2. Oof. Oregon favored by 17 and a half. I was going to say yeah. that sounds like a potential. Pick I'm definitely right picking that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brett, we went over a few, but I want to backtrack to the Orange Bowl. Your Georgia Bulldogs playing Florida State. Yeah. Um, George is going to send a statement to everyone. I think they want to prove to everybody that they're the fifth best team in the country. Uh, have they lost okay. a lot of train, like a it. lot of portal guys or anything? Yeah, they actually have lost a ton of portal guys. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be weird. I mean, both of these teams have a lot of people that aren't playing, uh, I think Beck will probably play. Um, I think Brock Bowers wants to play, but it just depends on if his ankle is cooperating. Mm. Um, but it, you know, it's yeah. I'm not surprised George is favored by 14 points, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah Florida State hasn't looked like the team they did look like earlier without without the quarterback there, so. And Georgia is still Georgia, even if they didn't get into the tournament. It's still Georgia. Yeah. All right. And moving back to January 1st, I already mentioned the uh, the Relia Quest Bowl with Wisconsin and LSU and the Fiestas, Liberty and Oregon. Um, so we got the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. We don't have the Cheez-It Bowl, but they're sponsoring the Citrus Bowl, folks, in Orlando, Florida, at Camping World Stadium. Oh, Camping World just gets it all. Iowa ten and three against Tennessee eight and four might be another one of my pool picks. <laughs> yeah, I, this, this I've got this one eyed too. I got to do some research, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. I don't that's going to be a, a blowout. I right. think. And of course, we have the two semifinal games that day, and then January eighth is the championship. But we have at two p.m. Pacific on ESPN the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Presented by Prudential, Alabama, and Michigan. Michigan favored by one. <laughs> Let's go Wolverines. I don't want either one of these teams to win, so I don't know. Another what... two of the most hated teams. Yeah. No, seriously. Jeez, Louise Dreyfus. And then we have the All-State Sugar Bowl, the semifinal at the All-State Sugar Bowl. In Nolens, Louisiana, Texas, and Washington, folks. That's not a bad bowl day. The morning games are kind of, eh. Well, the, I, I wish Texas those... and Washington were the championship game. Just yeah. eliminate Alabama and Michigan. <laughs> I think the the semifinals. I mean, as, leaving all the controversy aside, I think the two games themselves are going to be good. I mean, it's yeah. No, I think that's that's all good. four teams are solid. Yeah. Now, my last question before we go, real quick. Um, and then, of course, like I said, the national championships on January eighth. Um, are are do you guys miss the old days of like having like twelve bowls in one day, or do you like it spread out? 
I guess because there's more bowls now, there's more time to spread it out. Yeah, I think um, I like it spread out. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do, do too. too. Yeah. yeah, as a kid, it was a big deal. Oh, bowl day, you know, we watch, you know, but now it's like, I want to watch all these games. So, you know. I don't know if I want it this spread out, though. I'd rather well, them have yeah. like four or five games a day and have it all done within a week or so. Right. And yeah, it's definitely like, I don't remember, like, what did you say? There's like six or seven games on Saturday. And my birthday is obviously always been on the 16th of December. And I don't remember there. Yeah. But like, I don't remember ever spending a day where there was bowl games on my entire birth. I mean, that's just not that early. There's usually one or two stragglers in the middle of December, but not that many this quickly. I think, well, actually, yeah. I was going to say, I think because it falls on a Saturday, but you would, you could always have bowl games yeah. on a Saturday. No, but, like, I think maybe the way the NFL schedule, since the NFL, I don't know. I, well, but even with that, there's see? three NFL games this it Saturday. It shouldn't too. matter. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. It's, it's Why are they weird. doing this? Yeah. You're right. It shouldn't well, also really got, matter. And this year, all the, game, all the bowl games are done, actually, by the, the, the evening of January 1st. Usually you have yeah, like two or different. three games that are the second, third, fourth. Right. Yeah, yeah. They used to do that. They would have that weird bowl in Toronto. It was on like the fifth. Which is kind of like Rutgers kinda, versus yeah. UConn. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of nice yeah. that I'll be able to crown was a bowl a, one, uh, the Toronto International Bowl. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. You won't have to wait till that weird straggler bowl on January 8th. Like, yeah. So let's yeah. say like Rutgers yeah, everybody's, or something. Yeah. Everybody's paying attention to. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like the semifinal games being the like the last two games. That's yeah, actually cool. I yeah. do like that. No, I, I do I, like the way I can't, they I can't, that. I don't know if I'll be watching them just, just because I'm too well, better right now, but sure. that, that is nice. Well, if Georgia has a big Orange Bowl win, you might be like, ah, screw it. All right, we got two titles. We crushed Florida State. We made our statement. Let me just watch these games for fun. What am I? The yeah, maybe the, maybe the, the coaches poll. Yes, you are. One. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe. What am I like? The therapist this week for everyone. You Jesus. are the therapist. The Cowboys week, so. win, and I become a therapist. Well, the Cowboys blow people out. You're a lot more positive. Yeah, I know. They beat the <laughs> Eagles, and I'm good for the year. Um, well, the Cowboys right, lose. You're still a therapist. Just not a very good one. Not a very good one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I only make minimum wage on those days. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Axel, Brett, Ando. We had a great time getting you caught up with the NFL and going over all the college bowls. It's an extra long pod for you to enjoy. Uh, Remember, go to DVRpodcast.com for all podcasts we do. Uh, And uh, remember, Ando and Axel are doing Murder at the End of the World, covering that on Hulu. Uh, We got the finale this week, and I should be joining the gents, so it should be fun. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash DVR for a couple bucks a month. Become a patron, get exclusive pods before anyone else, ad-free, and uh, you know some special pods that you may not get on the regular daily DVR uh, feed. But if you, if you listen around the couch and like us, go check it out. Even the free pod, daily DVR, subscribe, download, or stream, whatever you got to do.